episode 15. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Comfy Boys Podcast. I'm Holden. I'm Sergio. Today we have Joel Rice with us. Joel, what's up, buddy? Hey, how we doing? Hey, what's going on? Thanks we are good, me. yeah. We got started about, I guess it looks like we're 18 minutes late from start. <laughs> we uh, we got here at like 6 o'clock and then because uh, we just moved all of our podcast stuff into the brewery and um, I had to bring all the podcasting equipment over here and I forgot a cord. <laughs> yeah, the main one. So the, it's all good. The main one that no, we needed to start. The only one that you need, yeah. So, Joel, let's talk a little bit how we met. I think it was like a drunken night, and I think I was pretty pissed off at one point. <laughs> yeah, that's usually uh, what happens. Which time? The first time I met you, I recall, I think it was at Keg and Cork. Oh, yeah, It yeah. was at Keg, and you you were there, and uh, you, were, you were with another dude um, signing signing papers or celebrating because you were just like, like uh, solidified, the, I think the, the, logo, the logo. Yeah, the logo for your brewery. That was Raul. Oh, okay. Raul. That, that Shout was out Raul. Raul. Yeah, what's Come up? Come on the podcast. Yeah, and getting <laughs> it done for the for the Bullhorn Brewing. Uh, yeah, so we met at Kagan Cork, and I think I had talked to you a little about uh, about like your mixed martial arts background at that point. I, I forget. I, I know that you guys were doing shots. You're just like celebrating. So, oh yeah, y'all got me a shot. And uh, so I brought something. Oh yeah, fuck yeah. Right okay, what is now? Who makes that again? So this is Mitchers. Mitchers. So it's a uh, never I, heard. I don't of know it. too yeah, much about him. I uh, but I did. Um, Found a bottle somewhere. Yeah, yeah I got hidden a behind the. <laughs> it's hidden all behind dusty, the Jack so you Daniels. Know it's good. Yeah, you know somebody tried to save that last <laughs> bottle for the holidays. And I'm I'm like, know, fuck. So my man at uh, let's see, it wasn't Poplar. Um, over at uh, Urban Bottle. Oh, okay. uh, I was looking for a rye, and uh, he said this is the best one. That, really? Yeah, he said uh, that this is uh, great for sipping, but also great for mixing. Um, well, let's pop that out, yeah. and I'll I'll, t- I'll take some sip. Yep. There, there we go. go. Popping pop- bottles. Yeah. yeah, apparently it's from, like, pre-revolutionary war, so. Nice. Now it's the smell test. And I put ice in mine just so everyone knows. So you let the comments shatter me. <laughs> How dare you? Do it neat. I just, I have to like, it's the cold. It's something about the cold. I just yeah. enjoy it. So I just got a new fridge and the fridge makes craft ice balls. Okay. And Chad yeah. Pollock, who owns Backward Distillery, came and checked. Like he came over to my house and he saw the new fridge and I was like, yeah, check this out. It makes craft ice. And he's like, oh shit, those are actually pretty good. <laughs> Cause they're, you're supposed to be able to like see through them right. for the most part. And when you can't see through them, like these it's oxygen. Yeah. It's oxygen in the mm-hmm. ice. So, uh, a good craft ice should have little oxygen in it. So right. anyway, cheers boys. Cheers. Yeah. Yeah. cheers to kicking off the podcast here. It's our first one back. Yeah. Back in a long time. That's crisp. Yeah, it's not bad. That is crisp. Smooth. It's smooth, yeah. Crisp and smooth. Well, I like the caramel yeah. back notes from it. Yeah, you know, it makes it, it crazy old-fashioned. It oh, didn't, yeah. It didn't it start till, till after for after sure. your, the swallow. That's nice. That's tasty. I need to take a picture of this. It's dangerous. The, so usually we do uh, bullet rye for old-fashioned. Mm-hmm. That That's really what good. I've been doing lately. Bullet rye or um, maker's mark. 
So, yeah, anyway, so I know the, the second time or one of the time others that I ran into, I was having some problems with, like, an investor for the brewery, and I was like, fuck this guy. <laughs> now, was that at? Uh, that was at Mountain Hops. Mountain Hops. Yeah. Bed, yeah. Yeah, and everybody, like, everybody's getting me fired up because I was, like, tell, <laughs> I was telling stories about New York, and <laughs> then that's when I think I'd mentioned the podcast. But then, like, I was explaining about this, like, investor dude that was trying to come on and, like, throw money in everybody's faces. And I was like, no, we don't need that fucking guy. Like, I don't trust it. And then, like, you and the bartender that was there, what's his name? Kenny? I think his name's Kenny. Maybe oh, I, guy. I know what Robbie. you're talking about now. Robbie. Robbie, yeah, Robbie. not Kenny. Yeah, Shout Robbie. Robbie and, and some other people were like, yeah, fuck that guy. And I was like, yeah, fuck yeah. that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I remember walking outside and I was like, yeah, what a piece of shit. Trying to throw money in my face. I don't need it. <laughs> That's right. That did happen. Yeah. I was I just, so mad. I just remember you talking about New York and bro, you had me like belly laughing. Oh, like, <laughs> you're like, yeah, I'm just like there to like talk to like this girl or whatever. And I need a jacket. And he's like, I was at the mall in New York and every goddamn floor had a Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's crazy, dude. <laughs> Fucking New York's another animal. Like, I really enjoy it. I would less enjoy it now, obviously, because of everything. Yeah. Did you guys see that, like, that AOC? Like, we're not hugely about politics here, but, like, you no, see that Ariana Olala Cordina or whatever, Cordez, whatever her freaking name is. Hey, that's not her name. It's some Ari, Ari something, Aries something Cordez. It's Alec. Here, I got you. I don't know people. So pretty much she's the governor of New York (laughs) and she has all these lockdown protocols in like initiated for New York. So everybody's like staying inside and then she's like, she's cute, bro. Seen her before. Oh, it gets better. (laughs) So check this out. Okay. So yeah. So she has all these things and then she's always criticized Florida, like because Florida doesn't have like their lockdowns and stuff that they didn't do them. And she always like criticized them and their governor DeSantos for that. And so, uh, over the new year, she was down in Florida for like two weeks, (laughs) chilling, like no mask hanging out. And then when like all these people were like, Yo, like, welcome to Florida. I (laughs) did hear about that. Right. Well, guess what? She said that the only reason that these, so she was like, all these Republicans need to stop pointing out their sexual frustrations on my boyfriend because you guys can't date me. What? Yeah, she said that public, like in a tweet. Yeah. In a tweet, like, was commenting that everyone just wants to date her, and that's why they're so thirsty. Yeah. that's she's good looking, but she's doing doing the most, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Well, so so then guess what? So everyone criticized her. She goes back to New York. Bitch got COVID. (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. When I heard she got COVID, I was like, go figure, dude. That's (laughs) fucking karma at its best. You played yourself. Yeah, Yeah, you 100% did. That's funny. Yeah, so sorry, I had to take a we, uh, sip, a sip. Yo, you were talking about New York. I actually went back and listened to a couple of y'all's uh, y'all's podcast. Just and y'all got some good stuff, man. I, dude, I appreciate that. The one yeah. dude that was like the uh, what is it? They, they do renovations of schools overnight. That was the New York yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah. Dan, Daniel Moisa. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's a uh, he's a super chill dude. I I went to South Carolina and just drove, and I actually hit him up on the way down and like. I was like, hey, I'm passing through Nebraska because he, he took another job in Nebraska. And uh, he I was like, yeah. He's like, you need a place to stay? I was like, yeah, dude, that'd be cool. He's like, dude, just come to my house, stay in my apartment. He's like, 
what time are you going to be in? And I was like, I don't know, dude. It's going to be late. He's like, fuck that, man. Like, I'll just drink some Red Bulls and play (laughs) Call of Duty until you get here. Uh, and so I stayed with him, and it was cool to like catch up with him because it's just there's there's times in the world where you like meet real people, right. and you just you know that like yo I fuck with them like right. I can fuck with them for the rest of my life even though I don't see them see him that often, I don't talk to him that often. I know that if I was to ever like hit him up, I, that dude would be there. 100%. Yeah, yeah, I definitely got people like that in my <clears throat> life too. That and they come out of nowhere. They do. And yeah. That's what, if you listen to the podcast, that's how that story went. It's this dude came out of nowhere and just that's approached right, yeah. me at the fucking bar. Oh, really? <laughs> you know, like in a place where no one talks to anyone, nice. this dude came up to me. So anyway, um, so one of the things that I thought was like super interesting about you just in like the few times that we have met and talked and whatever else um, is you said that you were into MMA. Yeah. yeah like very. Yeah, more, uh. I guess essentially it is MMA. I mean, it is, I just do a lot of different martial, martial arts. arts. Yeah. Okay. So mixed martial mm-hmm. arts, but yeah, not exactly. like yeah. UFC. You're not like in there like that. No, I mean, I, I mean, I, but I get down with all those like right. Muay Thai's dope. Right. Uh, you know, jujitsu is the truth. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. Like, oh yeah. Jujitsu doesn't like, matter how big you are. I don't care. Yeah. I don't <clears throat> care what you're yeah, you like. You get humbled fast from what I hear. Well, that's the thing is I, I could, I'll get on my soapbox for jujitsu. Like, and I'm, I'm dog shit. I do jujitsu by the way. Like I, I am like, I've mm-hmm. done it. I'm, I'm sure somebody that's dog shit and studies jujitsu could go against somebody that knows nothing <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. and completely and destroy them. Tapped, I mean, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a clear belt, but I mean, like, I've been doing it for a while, as but uh, just not consistently, and that that really is the key for that art. I mean, right? I think mm-hmm. it's the only the only art that uh, belt, the belt system actually matters. Well, it's like <clears throat> it, it's like movements too. You got to learn people's movements and the way that they shift their weight, mm-hmm. right? So it's like <clears throat> I have a buddy that actually does mixed martial arts, fights for uh, Hoist Gracie in South Tampa, um, and this dude, <clears throat> I I used to be able to beat the shit out of him. Back when we were like 18, 19, <laughs> right? Can't fucking touch that dude now. He's right. a beast. You, you've met Terry. Terry, dude. Yeah. This dude's a monster. And when we were in, we were actually in New York, uh, all of us. This is a separate time. And we were up in North Carolina. And, you know, Terry's buff. He's like 210, just all muscle. And I, I like, you know, we always used to mess around and wrestle around and stuff like that. Well, I remember like getting the best of him at least of what I thought for a, 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 a hip toss. Yeah. And I tossed him. And as soon as I tossed him and I went to go and get another position on him, I mean, this dude does it every day. Like I haven't done it since I was like 23. This guy literally hit the ground. And as I was moving into another position, he was already in and had my back. Yeah, like it was. He knew like what that. to do exactly. Yeah, he's like, "Oops, I already hit." He was two steps ahead of me the whole time. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, it's, it's chess, chess man. Yeah. It's all chess. Yeah. It's, it's gorillas playing chess. And uh, you, I've learned more about myself in the short time I've done jujitsu than I have almost in anything else in my life. I mean, it uh, it really is. It's a great equalizer in terms of like martial arts and self preservation and uh, and protection. Right, jujitsu is where it's at. I don't care who you are. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. it's that. Shit, I had a great question. Have you seen that guy uh, that does the uh, Detroit survival training? Oh, God. Please tell me it's that black dude. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it That's is. Oh, yeah. My, yeah. <laughs> dude, it, some of his shit is actually legit, they but it's, it's not like, super complicated. Yeah, they say it's like Navy training. It, the basics uh, are. We're talking about the dude that's like always wearing like the gray uniform. Where he goes, like, stuff yeah, like all over the world. Welcome to Detroit survival training. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, dude. 
you would die so many times. Like, dude, and that's the thing, man. It's like I don't know. If he teaches like a- basic self defense that you would learn if you worked in a mental institution <laughs> or like a jail, right? Like, no, for real though. Yeah, like, he no. he teaches you basic survival things that like are self defense that they would teach you in training to work in uh, a rehab or a mental facility or a jail. It's yeah. it's um. So, I forget what it's called, but it's not it's not difficult. Now the whole weapons thing. Yeah, I don't know. I watched some debunk videos on that. Too, <laughs> yeah, and like I've I don't got, know. I've got some experience with that that kind of that realm. I, I worked uh, school school security here in Casper um, for a couple of years. Um, so you were the one we were all running from when the parties got broke <laughs> up at the college. Oh uh, no no no! So I was I did middle schools. So, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. So he's like, yeah, but still. Y'all, yeah. y'all do you in college. I mean, I hope I wasn't at middle school parties. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a little creepy. Right. Um, it, but it's it's different in that that regard. Uh, we, we did what was called MANT training, M-A-N-D-T. Mm-hmm. And um, so teachers weren't allowed to learn it, just like they're not allowed to learn CPR. I mean, uh, not, they're not allowed to, but the, the district doesn't doesn't go out of the way to teach them CPR. The, right. In the, Colorado, it's uh, it's a requirement now. And I, I, I value that right. as a, like a CPR instructor. Mm. Um, but the, uh, the, like the pair, I guess back when I was a kid, they were called pair pros, the uh, educational support personnel. Mm. Um, they are required to know CPR. They are required to know the MANT system. So if they have to have to restrain a, a kid, a, yeah. a student, I mean, that's the last, last scenario, last case scenario. But if they had to like, they know how to, but, uh, yeah, without seriously injuring somebody. Right. 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 But it go, coming from it. And obviously I'm not going to go into a situation with a student and start going crab Maga on them. Right. But, <laughs> yeah. uh, some of the things they showed us, I'm like, there's a better way to do that. Right. But of course there is liability also. Yeah. That's so, the big thing. Yeah. With everything. Um, so through the mixed martial arts, which what's your favorite? You said your favorite's uh, jujitsu for sure. I just think that jujitsu is the most practical. Um, I've I really do like Muay Thai though. There's I, something about is, no, just kicking. holding somebody close to, while that's kicking, but yeah. there's also something just about holding somebody close in a position and just destroying them. Well, that in that case, I mean, you're you're standing the whole yeah. time, but you're yeah. you're using elbows, you're using knees. Mm-hmm. Um, you're right. using your head butting. You're doing all this kind of stuff. So do you know the guy, and sorry to interrupt you, do you know the guy that does, he created pretty much his own style of fighting, and I'm not talking about old-ass fat Steven Seagal. I'm talking about he's an Asian guy, and he was in a movie where, like, there was, like, an elephant, and he was, like... Oh, Ong Bak. Uh Tony Ja. Tony, Tony Ja, yeah. Dude, that dude's an animal. So, yeah, he's using... From when he's using Muay Thai, right? But he, but he, he like twisted it to a whole his, nother yeah, level, yeah, I mean, to where like he uses elbows and like the hardest parts of his body, and that's right. his strikes for right. the most part. Like that's yeah. killer strikes. I hate not having the TV, dude. Yeah, yeah, that's him, and he's a bad fucking dude. Yeah, he's he's dirty, man. That uh, that guy's the truth, and he's like tiny. And oh yeah, that's what I mean. Thai, <laughs> thai people are traditionally like yeah, smaller sure, people, yeah. but like through conditioning, uh. Was I talk? I was listening to somebody. I think of this podcast, and they were talking about, yeah, you know, I I used to do Muay Thai, and so I went to, I think they were in the military. They went to Thailand, and like I'm gonna, you know, do some some fights, or whatever. 
and they just got wrecked by these 120, 25 pound guys. Right. right. Well, and the same thing for like jujitsu, what we were talking about is that like you'll go, you, I see some YouTube videos where it's like you go into the gym and there's some like little guy or whatever, but he's like a jujitsu specialist. Yeah. And then this like big dude will say wrestling will beat jujitsu. Like, and it's this big, like 200, never pound, know. 200, 230 pound dude that goes up against this dude. That's like 175 or yeah. 150 pounds. And the, 150 pound dude beats the shit out of him and just yeah like you it taps him out chokes him out because it's so systematic it really is i'm i for a long time was a stand-up fighter and i could do decent kicks i could you know strike decently but uh when i got on the ground i didn't know what to do and it scared the shit out of me right and so and i hated it i hated being on the ground so that's the whole thing with jujitsu i I did it because i hated it and now um in terms of like my mental health and self-care and it's not just because I'm into martial arts. I really think that in terms of like like kids in school, like the bullying issue, it, mm-hmm. it, it very much, it, it's a pandemic in and of itself. Um, but being able to do things like jujitsu teach you that you're not made out of glass one. They teach you confidence. And the kids that say, I don't have friends, guess what? You join a gym. You have, have friends. A, you're going to have right. a family. Yeah. It's all self-discipline and everything. Too. That's that's the crazy thing. I've never really understood that either. And it's something that I try and instill in the two kids, like my girlfriend's two kids, mm-hmm. is that, like, you don't bully. Like, don't bully each other. If you see you, each other getting bullied, stand up for one another. If you see somebody else getting bullied, stand up for that person. Even if you get bullied yourself, it doesn't matter. If Like, sometimes she'll come home, and she's only six, but sometimes she'll come home and say, like, my friends were mean to me today, and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, fuck your friends, man. Like, then they ain't your friends. Yeah. Like, if they're going to be mean to you, like, fuck them. Like, we all talk shit, right, as adults, and we have friends. Like, I give Sergio shit sometimes. I give, like, my other friends shit sometimes. I also receive some shit sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, like, if you ever reach that point as to where your friend says, like, yo, you're, like, pissing me off yeah. or whatever, you stop. Yeah. You stop, you understand, you listen, you hear them out, and then you figure out a way to, like, move forward and not be a shitty friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, and we all have those friends that, like, I think his cord is all tangled up up there, Serge. Doesn't that look I like good? it? Yeah, you're good. I just like happened to catch that. Try flipping his mic yeah, I mean, up. A, yeah, oh, I'm not going to touch it. We can always cut that out too. So pull that down to your face. Try that. We might have to turn the check. Check. Yeah, yeah. that's better. Um, and then we can see faces. Oh, a lot cool. Better. Yeah, that's why we flipped them this way. Yeah, I mean, we all have those friends that our entire relationship is just shitting on each other, right? Like, and that's how we know. Like, shout out Colin Badachi, right? Like. Our, our whole relationship is like kicking each other's asses, but that that's how we know that we care. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I always say that it's like, you know, our friends, some of my friends in Florida, a lot of us have been in fights with each other. Yeah. And it only made us closer. That's how that works. <laughs> and we live in a society, I think that no longer tolerates that or, or right. you know, and if you, if we, if me and Sergio have something like we're going to start, barking at each other mm-hmm. you know and then eventually we might come to like go to fisticuffs yeah but that's where I'm after that like yeah well. did you see that video recently of the two guys on this like on the subway they were like in the subway and they were uh, they were on the platform he's right? gonna look for it now now yeah, yeah i haven't seen it yeah. oh boy yeah so they're on the platform let's see if we can find it yeah don't just gonna look up yeah and i'll look up subway it, it was like in the past couple of days that it was released in i'm surprised i didn't see it on snapchat or in uh in the news, like 
subway fight. Was it good? Was it like fucking so Sean Lee? Was it the dude had like a knife or something? No, no. It, I mean, the only context you have, because obviously when when you involve like cameras, it's whenever that person presses record. Right, right. You don't know what happened before, and usually don't know what happened after. I swear, sometimes it's hard to like judge these Karens, but then it's like, we're <laughs> not, <laughs> but we're not judging you by like what the instance was. It's how you handle it. Yeah, but right? like, like, and people can always record. That's that, the problem. Is that the one? I don't think so. Okay, Let's see, I can this pull one's it up. From but, August, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, in the worst of the case, uh, in terms of like you know. That is, is with the cops, right? right? If you put a camera on a cop, um, or something's happening with a with a law enforcement, um, and, and all you see is them beating the shit out of somebody. You don't know the context of that, right? You don't know, or like a police involved shooting. I've got a lot of friends who are cops, and I look. I've got a lot mm-hmm. of friends who are in different like military, all kinds of things, and there's so much context that's lost. But then we can turn around to society and say they did the wrong thing. No, they're doing what they have been trained to do and what they. They're, they're protecting us, right? Right. There are bad cops. There are bad people. There's right. definitely, yeah. I mean, it's it doesn't matter what what you do. Any There's always going to be somebody. Yeah. Any right. business, any real life situation, like it. There's always a bad person. Even when we go to the bar, like if just three of yeah, if uh, if us three were to just go to the bar, there's probably going to be at some point whether we involve ourselves or not there's probably some asshole there yeah mm-hmm. somebody's always looking for trouble and that's part of my or that is my entire job actually in, in terms of like preparedness and response and crisis mitigation putting out fires before they start right um and that's what i did in school security that's what i did um i used to work in child care i've done children's ministry and that i mean it's all the same thing it's how do you mitigate problems or issues before they happen right all right let's watch all this right video. so let's see it's going to be quiet for Yeah, and I, I don't think there's any audio. All right, so you got these two guys uh, just slinging at each other. They're on the platform of the of the subway. One yeah, guy goes to, I don't know if he hits him, up, or, but well, what happens is uh, the one dude hits or pushes, and the other guy trips and falls into like the on the rails. Right. Now shit just changed. And so yeah. all of a sudden you're thinking, okay, well, if a train comes, like, yeah. so the guy that, that pushed him or reaches dude, down and grabs him. The dude took a him. swing at him. Yeah. And then he ended up missed. The guy dodged it and the guy Got fell back. in. Right. And then, uh, yeah. And then the other guy helped him out. So he, it, you see him just grab him and pull him up as, as fast as you can. Right. And the next thing you see is them just being, shaking hands, just being people. Right. Um, that, that dude's life automatically work, uh, you know, a few seconds before it was, I'm going to rip this guy's this head guy. off. Yeah. Now it's this guy's life matters. Right. And uh, he probably wasn't thinking like, well, this guy dies. I go to jail, like whatever else. Like, I, just trying I to know. save the guy. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, just trying to save him. I saw another one where uh, it's similar, but there was like a, a lake or whatever. And the dude had his hands at his, at his side. Uh, yeah. And the other kid like starts swinging at him. And so he puts his hands up, hits him. Dude falls and falls into the lake. Then they both fall in the lake. Well, then he gets out. The The guy that wasn't starting the fight, he gets out. And then um, the other dude, as he's trying to get out, he, like, starts punching at him again. And so then he punches him. He falls back in the lake. Well, then, like, <laughs> the dude starts trying to help him because he could see that the dude's obviously exhausted (laughs) right so he's like well i want this dude to fucking drown you know so he's like trying to help him up dude starts swinging at him again so he pops him again and it's just like it's so hard for some people to accept defeat up into a point of death right you know what i'm saying and that's those people are scary 
They are. Because those are the types of people that they might, they say, okay, I'm defeated now. I'll try another day. Like another day is another day where that could catch you off, off guard. Those are the people that I worry about. I think if you can't, it's like, let's say my brother, for instance, I got in a fight with my brother a long time ago and he was the one that instigated the fight, but I'm not, I wasn't scared to fight him. Right. But I didn't want to, but I was definitely ready if that was what was going to happen. And I knew he was going to fucking do it. And the dude, like, as we're walking to go outside, I'm like, all right, dude, like, let's go outside and fight. Let's not fight in the hotel, like whatever. (laughs) And there was witnesses. Dan Cole was there. (laughs) Okay. And, uh, shout out Dan. (laughs) So like I go to, I go to walk to the elevator and as I'm walking in the elevator, my brother's like right on the back of my neck and I'm like, I turn around. I'm like, bro, like you really going to cheap shot me like on our way out. Like I can already feel that you're going to do it. Yeah. My brother's like, I'm not going to cheap shot you. And then like headbutts me. <laughs> okay. But you said. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing was, it wasn't a good headbutt. Oh. And so I picked him up. This is during the time of like MMA. So I picked him up, slammed him down on the ground, got in a full mount and just pounded him till he knocked out. Damn. This is on the inter- on the elevator? Uh, no, it was outside right, of the right elevator. Right. He didn't even make it outside. And fucking I waited till he woke up and I was going to get off of him. As soon as that motherfucker woke up, he tries fighting me again. Jesus. Like in he a just came to and he's like, He literally came to look me in the eyes, saw that I was on top of him and still was coming at me. So I knocked him out again. It's yeah. probably happened three times. I like Dang. almost, I probably could have killed him. Well, yeah. that, and I didn't want well, you to. You see that okay. stuff with like in MMA fights and whenever people get knocked out or whatever, they don't know what's going on. Then they still like, right. Try exactly. to keep going when the, exactly. They don't always realize that they got knocked out. Right. And yeah. that's, and that's him too. And my brother's got the fucking, the heart of a killer dude. Like oh, facts. he know. just, <laughs> he just will not stop. That's yeah. just how he is. And, uh, yeah, I, that was that was the last fight. I've got a, I've got, got a couple in. things on that, man. So, one, let's just let's stick to this, right? So, I do train, and I'm by no means, you know, I don't like fighting. I don't like. Yeah. I mean, sparring is fun, whatever. It's but a good way it, to get aggression out. It's I, it's for me. It's just a in a, in a controlled environment. See, yeah, exactly. It's a good way in to a like, safe, like, controlled environment, yeah. like. Let's see if this works. Or like, okay, let's figure out how many different, you know, uh, different Combos. ways like it, this works. Yeah, but when it happens, one thing I told tell kids, so again, I did do school security and um, kind of like administration stuff, um, disciplinary mostly. When two kids get into a fight, I'm going to talk to them individually. If I can, eventually I'll talk to them together. But what I impress upon them is uh, say, say you're in the right. Say, you know, this kid has been picking on you or whatever else for the past year and you just had enough. Say you, because the thing that always came up was, well, my, my parents tell me to fight back. My parents always tell me to fight that back. That does happen, yeah. And yeah. Uh, I'm like, I get it. I that totally understand. But the thing is, if you can get out of the situation, do it. If you yeah. hit that kid and he falls and he hits his head on a rock or it, he just falls in a, in a bad way and that kid doesn't get up that's your life now well luckily he's a kid and yeah look at their basically it's good to to teach that i I know dude i'm I'm just saying i'm trying trying to get canceled by the woke (laughs) (laughs) it's gonna happen (laughs) i know no i i i worked with kids a lot of my life too Mm -hmm. and i I always tell them that there's always a way out 
Yeah. Like, there's always a way out. Tell somebody touches you. Like, yeah. Like, and if you have to defend yourself, then you have to defend yourself. And that's when you use jujitsu. Right. Because then you can Non-lethals. Just, well, you're just like, are you done? Right. There's, yeah. Are you yeah. done? There's there's a lot of things to uh, jujitsu where it's, it's non-lethal. It can be. Yeah. It can oh, yeah, be absolutely. lethal, but it, it is also non-lethal. Tap, snap, or nap, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Snap, snap. <laughs> that's those three options. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's funny. Um, yeah, I, I, I think I've been in a lot of fights in my life, and like- street fights i've been in matches never tournaments or like whatever i never made it that far i just got hurt too much but uh every time that i've ever been in a fight if i've ever knocked somebody out which is most of the time don't mean to toot my own horn but like i usually i'm not going to jump on him and keep going yeah i usually i'll like try and exit the situation at that point because you do have that risk of like somebody getting out and uh, that actually recently, like, not recently, I would say two years ago, happened at, at Gaslight outside. Dude wanted to fight me, and I said, you didn't want to. I was like, bro, you don't want to fight me. You don't want to fight me. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I do. And it's like, at some point, I have to stand up for myself. I got you. And, uh, yeah, I mean, dude threw a punch at me. I threw a leg kick, dodged his punch, and countered with a right and knocked him out. And then at that point, I started to walk away. And as he's getting back up, like, uh, I told his friends, I was like, get your boy. Like, it's over. I could have, like, jumped on him and pounded his head in. Like, get your boy. Like, And that's, I mean, there, there are certain elements. With, uh, <clears throat> so anybody that has any kind of fight experience, like in, in terms of, like, like traditional or uh, just technical fight experience, going into a situation with somebody who's just a badass or thinks they're, like, whatever. That was exactly what the like, situation exactly, was. Exactly, like. Maybe he he was out of prison. Guys, yeah, he he really could wreck somebody, and that's I mean, honestly, you catch yeah. In you prison, wrong, you're like, a, you're probably a great fighter. Yeah, <laughs> in a, in a street fight, like against you know an average Joe, you're probably a great fighter. But like when I'm telling you, I'm not saying it because I I know I'm gonna beat your ass. Right. This is my thing is is I have enough training that I know that you're not gonna be the only like yeah. I'm not gonna be the only one that walks away from the fight hurt if someone right. gets hurt. Right. Like I'm everybody gonna hurt you. Everybody loses in a fight. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I may lose, but I'm not gonna lose without hurting you either. Yeah, you're gonna know. You're gonna know you've been in one. But uh yeah. So Rogan had somebody on uh, it was semi recently, maybe it was one of the, the refs from the UFC. I forget his name, but Listen to his thing and Herb Dean. It? it wasn't Herb. It was an, it was the black bald dude. But apparently yeah, he's know. like, dude. He apparently was an Air Force like fighter pilot, then taught fighter pilots and cool cool shit, and then became a UFC efficient. That's uh, the thing about some of them UFC fighters too. Is like they're fighters too. Well, they have their background is huge. They well, have to yeah. know fighting, right? Like you exactly, can't, he was a boxer. You he can't, all these you can't, things. Like, yeah. Sergio couldn't go in and start judging fights because he doesn't know what to look for because he's never done it. Well, yeah. but that's the thing. Like that's the delineation. I think is like when you're competing, even in UFC or whatever else or MMA, um, it's it's a game. Some food crumbs on the table, right? Dirty. Well, I had I cheese. Do you want had, ants? Because that's exactly <laughs> how you get ants. I'm on the second floor, bro. The ants. <laughs> Shit. But like he's talking about uh, when to stop the fight. Like as an officiator, like when do you know how to stop the fight and how pissed off the crowd who doesn't see what's going on in the ring, right? Mike get, get when you know they don't see the guy is like his eyes are rolled back. They don't see that, you know, he is no longer protecting Even the himself. camera somehow has a hard time capturing yeah. that. But it, my pretty much my explanation of behind them where I was bringing up, like, the fight, the, those dudes are fighters too. Sometimes when those fighters get disrespectful and start 
trying to mess with the ref. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and and that's, it's like, little did you know, bro, that that there are a couple good videos. Too. There are a couple good videos of that where the ref just says, nope. Yep. Yeah, I've seen them. I watched that shit. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's Mark something. I'm trying to f- find his last name. I was just watching the one uh, Carrot Top today. I was eating lunch right here where those crumbs came from. <laughs> uh, cheese barrel and some broccoli cheese soup. I ate a, a turkey ham cheese sandwich. Yeah, Mark Smith. Broccoli cheese. That guy's real, dude. Like, Mark Smith was... Uh, oh, I could play it those if over, you want. Over the top, like individuals. Like yeah, play it. I'll be right back. Anything other than fighting. Like, everybody else is ju- like judging is kind of hard, but mm-hmm. they kind of, they can hide. Like, you're on TV. That's right. You know, you're right there. If, if it happens and if it's you that makes a bad call, like, all the, the hate comes your way. And, you know, you got to kind of stay away from, you know, some of the social media criticism because you got someone there that yeah. may not understand the detailed you know, specifics of how we officiate and what we do. And you're going to have critics. And I tell everybody going into a fight, fans are going to hate you or love you. Half of the fans are counting for a fighter in the red corner. Half are counting for fighters in the blue corner. And depend upon the call you make, it for may sure. be the referee's fault. It may be the judge's fault. But your goal is to go in there and be in as objective as possible and fighter safety yeah, protect is always the fighter. Important. Yeah, and mm-hmm. some guys just want to see people get beaten almost to death. They, they, they don't want it to be stopped, even if the guy is – covering up and in a turtle they think they should st- they shouldn't stop the fight if you it's, stop a fight while yeah. somebody is standing up mm-hmm. you're just going to get crucified for that so well there was a call like with max uh, holloway and calvin cater there was a lot of people thought you could have stopped that fight standing up mm-hmm. but herb was like not quite and i think it was the right call i, I agree. think he gave them but it was touch and go you could tell he was looking at calvin very carefully mm-hmm. and there's that you know you obviously go to there's no one better than John McCarthy and Herb Dean. Right. Doing this. They've been doing right. this for so long. That's the gold So standard. their eye of what they're looking at, mm-hmm. and it also, it comes down to intelligent defense. Yeah. And not, that's not just holding your hands up. But that needs to translate into doing something offensive. Yeah, yeah. And if you can, can tell that a guy's listening to your verbal commands conscious, right? and he's doing <laughs> yeah. something to fight back, as long as he's showing some good cognitive skills and showing something offensive where he's not looking at long-term injury, there's a possibility of him letting that fight go. But, man, if it's starting to stem on a 10-7 round where the fighter's just getting yeah. destroyed and they're going to get hurt, now it's our responsibility to step in with fighter safety. Yeah, it's it's a, like I said, it's a very difficult job. But you do it well. You do it excellent. You're I one try. of the best. Catch new a- Yeah, shout out Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that was the what show. you said. You said our <laughs> show was kind of similar to Joe Rogan's. Well, and my yeah. thing is, because I do, I, I used to work, travel a lot for work uh, when I was doing – I'm gonna wait for this one. Oh, okay. I'm gonna taste uh, that's the, a, the what is it the the cookie crisp. Uh, this is porter. our this is the cookie crisp porter. Um, it was my gift to you when you brought that. That was fantastic. Yeah, no, that's good. <laughs> but continue. I'll get this open and poured for you. Continue with what you're saying. So uh, I used to travel a lot for uh for my job with the public health department. Um, because with my job as uh the emergency response coordinator. So basically it was, uh, so my, my title was public health response coordinator and uh, preparedness specialist. So anything that had to deal with, deal with mitigation of natural disasters, um, man-made events. Uh, so there's a, there, there's a term called CBURN. It's an acronym and uh, stands for chemical, biological, radiological, nuclear, and explosive. Um, any of those elements that had to do with uh, with public health um, for the for the 
uh, for the community mm-hmm. was my my realm. Um, so I would I would work with emergency services. I would work with fire, uh, law enforcement, um, elected officials, all kinds of thing uh, in, entities in order to to mitigate or to to plan for if this were to happen, what would we do? Right. Some cities that's really important, especially with everything that's been happening, mm-hmm. yeah. like the Capitol riots and all that kind of stuff. And it's becoming more and Hurricanes more important. And all that. Hurricanes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, the, we've seen it looting, more with like it, with the, the Black Lives exactly, Matter thing. Yeah. And, everything, yeah. and those are things that we didn't see before. Right. So hurricane or t- tornado or earthquake. We got that. Like we know what to do. Like it's going to happen. And then how do we clean it up? How mm. do we make sure that people have shelter? How do we make sure that we, they have food? How do we you know, make sure that they can get their lives back on track mm-hmm. and get to a, a state of normalcy. Like, so pre-event nor- nor- normalcy. But when it's man-made, everything changes. Right. Yeah. Um, so we're dealing well, with... people are unpredictable. They are. The weather, they have, you know, even though it can be unpredictable, they also have things, technology that... But we've seen it before, right? So we've planned for it, right? right? We know we have seismographs. We have all but kinds of things. what people did, you know... Last time doesn't mean they'll do it this time, and exactly. there's a, and it's it's different people each time, and each mind is different. Even though some have the same like direction of thought, and like hey, I got to break into this and steal this, you still don't know what, what what kind of damage that person's willing to do, and you don't know their motivation all the time. Right? You know, like again, motivations. I, I'm yeah. I'm not law enforcement, so um, but I have been a, lucky enough to to glean some of that. Uh, Maybe you should be. I we can get into that too. Yeah, That's yeah, a, we will. Um, Let's get into this. Yeah, yes. I'm about to get into this cookie crisp uh, order. <laughs> yeah, I can't call it cookie crisp when right, it comes yeah. out. And I, you want to talk about your brewery and stuff like that? We will. We'll get to that. That is straight cookie crisp, bro. Like it's good. It is very good. Yeah. Um, so, um, great color, great mouthfeel. Is that interesting? Not overly sweet. Um, but definitely that essence of cookie crisp. I made. 90s kid on Saturday morning watching, <laughs> yeah, watching sure. the Rugrats or the oh, Power yeah. Rangers. Yeah. 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 That's good. It's very interesting. That's really good. So far, yeah, everybody that's had it. I drink way too much of that, too. <laughs> What's good. the ABV on it? Uh, 6.3. Wow. Yeah. That doesn't taste like a 6.3. No. No, it does not. That's what another guy said. He's like, oh, shit, that doesn't taste like 6.3, but it sure shit enough is. It's oh, good. It's smooth, I think, bro. I think what it does is that the malt from the cookie crisp, from okay. the cereal itself, kind of covers up. It balances it because mm-hmm. you're getting that sweetness that kind of balances that out the higher ABV on it. Um, when I tried it. And then I had Surge try it, and usually I always have people rate beers for like one to five, and I have tasting sheets and all that stuff too. Um, <clears throat> I usually it's, it's usually rated from one to five. Surge has rated several of my beers, and not that they were bad ratings. Usually the ones that I know is not going to be good, like my Mexican lager, I was not happy with that, but I know yeah. what I did wrong, mm-hmm. and I just correct it, and I'll try and make it again and see if that fixes it. But I gave Surge that, and I was like, Surge, will you rate this one to five? <laughs> Surge is like, I gave it a five. Yeah. And I'm like, that's that's what I know I have something. Cause that's he's, good, yeah, that's good. Because he's definitely. I keep it yeah. real. Three seven or four, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's a good beer, man. Like from one to five, yeah, a three point seven four. Uh, yeah, oh, well, I was just three point seven two four, like somewhere. Oh. Yeah, mm. I mean, yeah, which is still not even a bad. Yeah, that's no, that's. I mean, I you do un- untapped or whatever. I'm uh, sure you do. Yeah. That, that I, app, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I am on yeah. untapped. Yeah. So, I, but uh, 
a solid beer that I drink like on a on the regular, like that's that's it. Three point seven, like right. Uh, yeah, I uh, I was I, I'm thinking about just doing. I'm definitely gonna do a cereal beer line, mm-hmm. um, and and I think it is for that is because. I do remember those days. I don't eat cereal anymore, but like when I was a kid, the mm-hmm. first thing I do when I wake up in the morning is I like pull, pour a bowl of cereal and go and watch whatever, you know, cartoons, cartoons. Saturday morning. <laughs> yeah. Well, not even the morning, but like before school. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, like R- Rugrats, Magic School Bus, like uh, the shark, Street Sharks. Street yeah. Sharks. Street Sharks, uh, fucking Spider Man, like whatever it was. To a bowl of cereal and then like drinking the milk afterwards. And yep. I was like, how, what can I do? And it's really That's not. That's what it reminds me of is the drinking the, 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 remnant, the remnants yeah. of, the, of the bowl. Yeah. Like that really is like, because it's like the best part is just like. That's yeah. the best part. Like, right. If you could do like a milk stout plus that. Ooh. Well, so I am. So yeah. the next venture is freaking throwing everybody <laughs> trade secrets allegedly here. yeah hey this shit is fucking trademarked. yeah this is trademarked you can't steal my beers i want everyone to know that if any other brewery starts making cereal beers <laughs> small town yeah small it town. I, it, it's inevitable but i'm i'm hoping to be the first one uh the brewery that i learned a lot of stuff from they did a lot of these things and they took uh brighton colorado by storm I mean, these guys come out with a beer and people line up outside the door. And it was just inspiring to see. And and that's why, like, when I made this beer I and, and the great response that I've had from it, I'm just like, this is what I want. I want this beer to be something that people are, like, lining up outside the brewery waiting for me to open so that they can be the first ones. So that they can be the first ones to say, <laughs> right. I had this beer. Yeah. Like, I was I was at the door. You know, like I waited for this and I think it's doable and, and I'm not doing that for, for any stuff like ego points or anything Mm -hmm. like that. And it's not to go to say, I'm the best brewery in town or I'm the best brewer in town. It's just like, I just want to make beer that people enjoy that much. And I think setting my goal to be what something brewery did is, is completely reachable and okay. That's a great what what is it like a unicorn dream with right. a Mario Mario ha- Mario Harris? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, unicorn. Got to chase Shout him. Out Mario. Yeah, yeah. Shout out Mario. Yeah, you got to chase him. I've unicorns. never met the dude, That's but uh, I listened to that that episode and I I was intrigued because he, he he follows um some some philosophy and just like positive thinking that I've been really trying to get into mm-hmm. my like for myself. Right. right, you you have you have to start with yourself. Right, and I think he. That's what he, he embodies that. Yeah, that's exactly what I and, uh, and so. But yeah, his unicorns are daily, daily yeah. videos, of, like hyping people or other people up, hyping yourself think of what up. What that does Just, for you, yeah. like you know, yeah. like it doesn't matter if anybody else hears it. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. Like right. you are, you are making that shit real for yourself. Right. And and his life. I mean, some of the things that he's endured. I mean, could have mm-hmm. been so much. His life could have went yeah, completely left. the other way. Yeah. And the dude, you know, I think for a second it did. But who's doesn't like who doesn't? He brought it back. But it's it's how you come back from that, and and he came back huge. And not only did he come back huge, he didn't come back huge for himself. He came back huge to inspire other people, and I think that's what's really admirable about his his message and the things that he says to people. I absolutely echo that. I do, Um, and that's because I've recognized that in my own life is that uh, like service. It's all about whether it be you know providing a, a delicious beer for these individuals right. or um, 
whatever else, you know, um, emergency management or uh, providing, you know, shelter, whatever, you know, like your homeboy in New York is just like, man, I've got you. Right. Like mm -hmm. right. The, what I've recognized is that uh, through service, uh, if you can take care, when you're taking care of others, you're taking care of yourself. Right. Um, because you look at the situation, you look at like, hey, let me help you, Sergio. If I can provide you with food, that means I, I have food. Mm -hmm. Right. If I can provide you with shelter, that means I have shelter. Right. And you look at that and on like a, you know, philosophical level. And what else do I have to worry about if I'm covering my if I can provide these base needs to someone else? I'm set. Right. Right. Everything else is false the wayside. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, we all have our, our own troubles and struggles and yeah. things that get in the way and pisses off. And, you know, you can play that whole. Well, you never know what the other guy's going through. Like, yeah. I get it, but I'm going through stuff too. Right. And I, I had, I'm like, it's my perspective. It's the only thing I can go off of. But when you can step aside from yourself and this is a great thing, again, soapbox jujitsu. Mm -hmm. When you're upset about work, when you're upset about your relationship with whoever, when you are um, struggling financially, when you have somebody on top of you strangling you, like, mm -hmm. like doing simulated murder, and then you tap and they go, cool, done. Let's do it again. Yeah. Let's rep it again, whatever. When you can look at that life or death, I guess, I guess it's a, it's not a real life or death situation. It's a scenario. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But everything else goes away. Mm -hmm. All that stress, all that. You're money, just in the moment. Yeah, exactly. Because that's what you have to be right. That, that is really what like survival means. Like what, how do I, how do I get to the next breath? Mm -hmm. And that's what jujitsu is really great at simulating. And so you're able to, uh, we call it the pressure cooker. So I, I train right here, right across the street at Casper Dojo. Mm -hmm. um, so it's the uh, old fifty one fifty climbing gym. Oh, yeah. oh okay. So you'll yeah, be able to you'll yeah. be able to bring some some of the homies over. Yeah. After yeah. Yeah. after a, a a night of rolling around. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's awesome. Have you ever done Shark Tank? No. Okay. So shark. <laughs> like the uh, explain like because so, when I, when you say sharks shark tank I think like the, the rich show. people that try, <laughs> yeah, yeah that's what I'm thinking too. Right. I was like, I, so I don't know shark tank from. is when everybody gets in a circle and you basically have to score a point. Um, and once you score a point on the other on the other person on the opponent, they go out and a new fresh person comes in and you stay in mm -hmm. and you stay in until it's someone King of the mountain right yeah. well. It, it, it's it's a multiple thing, right? There can be jujitsu involved in it, except it doesn't go into like huge lengths, right? It's it's definitely a combo of multiple arts and wrestling, jujitsu, leverage, uh, muay thai, grips, you know, going mm -hmm. things like that. And I will tell you what, that shit is fucking tiring. Oh yeah, <laughs> because it's, it's I, I was to wear you down. I'm sure. It's the best workout I've ever, it is, like, it's ever great. have. Yeah, it's really good. There was a couple times, don't tell anyone this, even though I am. <laughs> right. I might have faked an injury a couple times. <laughs> because you want to get out just the shark tank. Yeah. Yeah. Out like, the like, dude, I'm <laughs> good. Yeah. My leg just hurts. I got to sit down for a couple minutes because I don't want to seem like a bitch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm tired. I but need, I need to get out, man. <laughs> Dude, I had <laughs> to, bro. Man. Because, like, and I don't want to, like, again, I, I don't mean to toot my own horn, but, like, it wasn't easy to bring me down. Yeah. And other people weren't easy either. 
Like it's, and it's just like, you know, you just get that one point where you get them down to a knee or you get them down on their hip or whatever. And then they're out. And then I got to go again and start over and fight against somebody who's just as skilled, if not a little more skilled or whatever, and try and score a point on them. And I was like, after about three people, I'm fucking dead. How does that not simulate life though? Right? Like, yeah, I would say that you think you're on top, right? You may have conquered this challenge. You may have conquered this goal. Something else is coming from the side, right. bro. It's, it's coming a good way to look at it. Well, I would definitely say, um, in life, you can always kind of take a step back and like collect yourself. Yeah. Well, usually in the sur- not in the Shark Tank, you can't. Man, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. I shark think that, Tank, you're just trying to survive. The same way. You're just like, going. There are points at which you 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 are able to like you know take a year, a couple of years, or whatever else, and be like, oh, well, I'm I'm you know growing myself and whatever it might. But sometimes you know. You, you, you know, something bad happens and mm-hmm. then someone close to you like immediately dies. And it's like, it, I had no time to recover. Dude, that's, I had uh, no time to. That's kind of been the story uh, for me, like the last. Uh, hey, man, I listened to a couple of, of the, y'all's podcasts and like one, my condolences and my care and uh, my prayers for your family over the loss of your sister. Thank Real you, talk. Yeah, Real I really talk. appreciate that. Um, It, it was it's it de- it didn't start with that but i think that was kind of like the 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 highest realization of mm-hmm. like oh shit like this is a, a a moment that you know i can never get back yeah mm-hmm. um yeah Whew. got you bro yeah <sighs> yeah i mean <clears throat> And I think I said it on, on uh, Mario's podcast is like, you know, you just never know, right? You never know when somebody's last day is. Mm-hmm. So to to hold grudges against people you care about is is not not a good thing. No, and that mm-hmm. was powerful um, when you when you were talking about that because I, you, again. My my whole thing, and I, I I'm so glad I realized this early early in my life or earlier in my life that I cannot speak from any perspective aside from my own. Right. I cannot you know address any anything except for like how I feel. Right. Um. I can you know empathize, but it's not me. So things like you know, what's the worst thing that could could ever happen to you, or like what's your worst fear or experience? Like if you've been through it you've conquered it like you may not have like fully grasped it you you may not have you know fully controlled it but you're still here right right like i mean obviously as a parent you you think oh my kid dying right my my ex and i had a had a miscarriage you know Mm -hmm. um eight years ago and you know in the in the midst of it you don't know for me again i didn't know how to deal with that right well, even then, like, it, it can be different in, in that case as well because you're not the woman. Right. Right. And right. it's, it's like, all, yeah. it's just wild, like, the, the different ways that people handle or manage um, a loss. Right. Even even sometimes with my mom, like, <clears throat> you know, my mom would try and, comp- would not compare, but we would get in arguments, you know, of my sister being gone or whatever. And then... She would say, well, you don't know what it's like. And I, and I'm like, 
Well, you don't know what it's like. Yeah, for you, no, I don't. But for right. me, like, I'm still trying to figure it out. Right. But it's also... And that's not, and I'm not, and I'm not saying that to put my mom under fire or anything like that. Um, That's, it's just like, even in a miscarriage, like being the guy and going through the hurt and the pain and the struggle of having that, even on the girl's side, like Mm -hmm. how does a girl compare what she's feeling to you and how do you compare what she's feeling? Like it's it's not comp, it's incomparable. Like it really is. And because the only the only place I can come from psychologically and physically is my, my own, you know, realm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so uh, of course, like you, you can try to support and lift up and everything else or grieve together. Um, right. But it, it's different. And it's crazy for me because like my first real, my first real loss uh, of growing up, um, I think I was about, I was about 22 or so. I think I was like 22 and I had moved back to Florida for like a year and then all of a sudden like I'm just scrolling through Facebook on my phone and my buddy Joe had passed away and this dude was like the guy that like taught me how to play hockey got me into hockey like taught me how to snowboard had my back in school like he was a super popular kid and him and I were friends and I wasn't like not popular but I definitely wasn't the coolest kid and like I had anger problems and stuff and like he saw past a lot of that and like him and I were friends and he was just a really good friend growing up Mm -hmm. and you know this he used to call me all the time at night like just randomly and he'd be drunk and whatever and I'd answer and like I'd talk to him and this one night I was just like out drinking, getting fucked up with my friends in Florida and like whatever. And like he called and I was at a bar and I didn't answer. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ah, oh, whatever, like no big deal. I'll call him in the morning. Yeah. I'll call him in the morning. Yeah. You know? And fucking yeah, he he uh he didn't make it through that night. Yeah. And cause he overdosed on on Xanax and drank too much. And you got to sit there and think about what if I'd answer that call? What if I didn't? And I do. Right. I, I do all the time, man. Like his birthday is the day after mine. And so every time my birthday comes around, I'm always it's like, bittersweet. Yeah. yeah. I'm always like, cool. I'm happy that I'm alive. But like tomorrow, you know, normally I'd be calling my buddy Joe. Yeah. Like, I, and he lived in Colorado too. So he was close to here. Like mm-hmm. he definitely would have came up here and stayed and everybody would have right. met him. And he was a cool cat. Like yeah. he was, and he always cared about everyone else too, before himself. That was another thing about him. And like, you know, I always kind of carried that guilt around and then, you know, then my, and it wasn't just him that passed. But then there was another person. Then there was another person. Then there was my sister. That one was hard. Then there's been other people since mm-hmm. then. You know, Ben. Yeah. Ben Borns. You know, and that was hard too. And it's just like you know, a lot of people were kind of upset with me because they didn't feel like I was so like I wasn't supporting it the way that I should. I didn't go to his funeral, and and people were upset with me for that. Not everyone, but like some people were. And to me, it's just like when I when my sister was was on her deathbed and she was brain dead, um, you know, and they were keeping her on life support. And we were all had our hopes, you know, that some sort of brain activity was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Something was going to happen as to where she came back. And like there were all these people there. There's just all these people there, and I didn't know them. And I don't want them there. Yeah. I felt like it, 
you know, and I didn't know what they meant to my sister and, and, and mm. I didn't know what my sister meant to them and, and whatever else. And, right. you know, but it just, it seemed kind of invasive and, you know, at the time, right. at the time it seemed invasive. And so, you know, I, with all the pain that I had felt from that and obviously pain that I felt from other deaths and then people being there, I just kind of thought it was wrong for me to go. I thought that like, I need to handle this my own way and I need to let his family handle it his own way yeah, or their own way. And me being a part of that is me being invasive. Like Ben meant a lot to me, but I can celebrate him in my own way. And that's just how I felt. Mm-hmm. And, I you know, was, that makes it was sense. hard to that, see for you sure. know again i can only empathize right right, right. and that a level of that definitely makes sense to me well right? and then the other thing was is that you know they held a, a, an open casket yeah and uh, my brother's best friend half the reason why my brother's so fucked up is all his death that he's experienced also in his life we just handled things differently. Right. Mm-hmm. Where my brother decided to go down a path, a path of like destruction and self remorse. And I just, I decided I didn't want to feel that way. And you know, my brother's best friend growing up died as well. He died from drinking too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, the doctor, he'd been in the I- ICU several times and the doctor told him, dude, if you keep drinking, it's not going to be good. You're gonna, it could be fatal next time. Could be fatal next time. Well, one time it actually was. And and I grew up with this dude. He was my brother's best friend, you know? Like, he was going to my band shows, like, where we were having our shows and stuff, and he was giving me vodka. Vodka's what killed him. He was giving me vodka at, like, 15 years old. Like, you're nervous, bro? Like, because I would puke. I would puke before every show. And he's like, you're nervous, man? And I'm like, yeah, I'm fucking nervous. Like, just threw up. And he's like, dude, just take a couple pulls off this. You'll level out go. and you're good to go. And it was great, right? Because, like, the vodka <laughs> opened up my throat and I was able to <laughs> sing better. Yeah. You know, I was, <laughs> I was yeah. chill. Yeah, it was great. And it was, like, cool, you know, whatever. But then, you know, when he passed away from alcohol or whatever, and then they had an open casket. And, like, going to that, dude, that's... It's rough. It's yeah. That's, fucking, all, I'm, that's like, all I'm used I, to. I want to see that's him crazy. here. I don't want to see him like... The, right. Like I don't, I don't want, want... I don't I want my last memory yeah. to be of him laying there. And, and my last memory yeah. of Ben was fantastic. Yeah. I had a great last memory. It was before I went to South Carolina, wasn't yeah. it? Like... It, I don't know. Seeing him like that, it, it wasn't... It right. Wasn't and I just... Good. I'd had that experience. I broke down bad. Yeah, I mean, and I even still broke down, right? Yeah. Like when we were all around each other. But I mean, it's just like even after that, like I've had people pass away since then, mm-hmm. you know. And and maybe I wasn't a, I was close to them at a point, and I wasn't close to them for a while when they passed. But still, it doesn't make you know. Right. It's still a loss. That's right. just how you deal <clears throat> with stuff. Everybody deals with the, uh, but, stuff their own way. But I'm kind of like you know, I feel myself. I do carry the pain, right? Like, it'll always be there, obviously. You know, I was break, almost breaking down, you know, talking about it. But, like, I am I am somewhat numb to the news now. Like, when when I hear of it, I'm just like, I think... What can I do? You know, I'm thinking this whole time, <clears throat> you are going to feel it one way or another, whether you try to push it off or True. not, you know, if you try to mask it or you try to, try to do whatever, it's... It's going to catch up. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I've, you know, even with my, my kid that we lost, um, they're, you know, every year around the same time around kind of that April, March time, which it is still hurts. Yeah. And like, usually I don't even know like what's right. wrong. Like, yeah, I, like I remember you like, forget. and then you think yeah. about you it forget and, about then, it, and yeah. then you're like, shit. And then I'm like, it? Oh shit. Like I, I forgot that. Like you just had a really bad day. Your body you're moody remembers. As fuck. Your, mm-hmm. your body remembers and um, internal scar. Yeah, exactly. And then you recognize like, okay, of course, you know, first establish the problem. And that, that's the same thing with uh, emergency management, right? What do we have? What is it doing? What is it going to do? Right. Those are the three questions that we answer um, in my line of work because we don't get to choose when a disaster happens. We don't get to choose when we lose somebody. We don't get to choose when, you know, there's a shooting, there's an explosion, there's a earthquake. All right, so what do we have? We have this. Shit. Okay. What's it doing now? All right. Well, it's, you know, this court, this is where it's going. Like, you know, the tornado is moving this way. Um, mm-hmm. whatever. Okay. Now we've assessed those, those details. What's it going to do? How do we get in front of it? Same thing with, uh, I, I think with like, with loss of life, loss of anything, be it a job, anything else, right? You're, uh, you have to be able to take that time to process what's happened. Then you have to process what's happening now to me, right? What, what's, how am I reacting to this? Because mm-hmm. I, I now I, I have the information that it did happen, but how is it affecting me now? Right. Okay, now one thing we we can never really grasp is how will things affect us in the future, but we can um, we can effectively practice how we start dealing with it. Okay, right. Um, so you know. Again, nothing will stop the fact that I lost a kid. Many people have lost kids, mm-hmm. and I recognize that. I am. I can only speak from my experience, though. I can empathize right. with those people, and we can we can band together and we can talk about it. But how do I choose to feel? Uh, how, how do I choose to deal with deal with that that hurt in the future? Mm-hmm. Because I can definitely do it in really non productive, really painful ways to myself, to other people. Um, just an attempt to to rectify things that can't be rectified. Mm-hmm. Nothing's gonna bring my kid back, right? Right. But how do I one honor a kid that one I've never met? How do I you know acknowledge that relationship because mm-hmm. he's still my child, right? Um, it's it's all I think it's 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 most things are most things are cyclical mm-hmm. um, until they're cut abruptly. But that in terms of lice. Life, life, and uh, loss. Um, you got to ride the circle, because it's it. It happens in ways that uh we we can't stop. Explain, yeah, yeah. Until they to, stop. Yeah, That's, you just have to ride the wave and see what happens. So, um, yeah, and I think there's like there's always a way. When all these things happen to you, there's a way that you can go. You have A or B. Mm-hmm. And maybe in some time, some cases, C. But oh, you can definitely make alphabet soup with all that shit. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, but it's you like never know. I try and simplify it and just no nah, copy. But it's like just you go, you go one way, Red pill, blue pill, and yeah. right, <laughs> right, exactly the matrix. It's like you go one way and just allow things to create turmoil around you, and you can create turmoil around you to everyone else. Yep. Or B you can find a way out of it 
and apply your hurt into motivation or C, if it was an A, B, and C, you can do a mixture of both. Yeah. But at what point does line A meet line B? It's, it's all going to catch up with you. Like that pain is going to catch up with you if you took, you know, option B and you, you started off with, okay, well, this has happened. Let's see how we can, you know, effectively. B being the, like, the most, you know. Right. The the yeah. the, the unicorn way. Exactly. Right? Exactly. A being the not unicorn way and C being the, the mixture. Amalgamation but, of both, yeah. But, but at what point does A meet B? It's going to happen. Right. And like, I and some would argue that C is the better choice because it allows right. you time to deal and process and and handle it and yeah. and make mistakes that you need to learn from, because that's what I've seen too. I mean, there's a lot of people who experience death and loss of a loved one and start pointing fingers. Yeah. Well, and yeah. it's your fault. It's your fault. You didn't do this. You didn't do that. You weren't here then. I experienced it in my family. Mm-hmm. We all and, do. Or I'm sure we all have. I know I have. Right. I mean, and it's it's terrible to start a, an issue in uh, losing somebody and saying you could have done more and you could have done more. What I think is the best way to go about it is how can we uh, keep ourselves from feeling this way again with each other? Right, mm-hmm. right. Um, think about that. So in terms of emergency management – more and more, uh, not e- even just like non-government entities are implementing these practices now. Um, you think about, so I guarantee with True, you have emergency managers. Um, and I mean, they're oftentimes called like safety officers, yeah. whatever else. Like they all play in the same team. Like right. it's all about like, how do we try to stop bad shit from happening? Yeah. Um, but when it, I mean, the, the difference somewhat being, if at True, if something goes tremendously wrong mm-hmm. they're gonna find out whose fault it is exactly, one way they're yeah. gonna do an investigation they're gonna yeah but as, every every company has a, a safety person and stuff like right, that person right or whatever so they're beholden to some other group be yeah. it um let's see joint commission or yeah. whatever else um but yeah within your family that's that's a hard thing too because yeah. families is hard in general and being able to put that aside because it's easier to to point fingers, I think, than mm-hmm. to say, "How do we how do we make it like through this together?" Right. Um, and it, I, it, yeah, it's hard because some people, I don't know. My dad always told me, like, sometimes you have to just take one for the team. Yeah, yeah. Some people don't. I I don't know. I just grew up with take one for the team. That's you. It's always about the team. It is, and and that's how I grew up. Self sacrifice is, yeah. is a part of that too. That's all it. Yeah, it's one thing to to be able to for take the greater the team, good, but yeah, you can't allow yourself to constantly be the the sacrificial lamb. Right. Yeah. I mean, like, and, and that's that for me. That's hard to do, not to do, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like, I'll just take it. I'll just, I'll Same. hold it. Yeah. Same. And uh, you you've been shat on. You've been stepped yeah. over. You've been whatever else. And um, that's one thing I'm I'm learning now is how to how to deal with one, like my hurt, like as an individual, but also like allowing other people to help me through my hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Mario, Mario Harris really reminded me of a dude, um, Jason, Jason Wilson. Mm-hmm. He was on Rogan. He is a, he had a viral video not too long ago. 
Um, yeah, check this shit out. So he, it, going back to martial arts too. So he's a martial arts instructor. Dude from, I think he's from Detroit, if I'm not mistaken, but I could be wrong about everything. But uh, yeah, he, uh, there's a video of him giving like this. A pep talk? Yeah, yeah. And there's another one of him like, <laughs> he's um, he's like in, in the middle of like a test. Like this kid is testing in martial arts, right? Mm-hmm. And he's got to like break a board or whatever. The kid can't, can't break it. He's got all these kids like sitting around him, oh, you know, whatever. Yeah. And the kid starts crying. Because he can't do it. Yeah. And yeah. so Jason says like, what's wrong? Why are you crying? Why are you crying? Mm-hmm. He's not, I mean, he's, but he's being gentle, like in mm-hmm. a way that, that men aren't um, in our, in our culture aren't really allowed to be right. Right. And he's saying like, what's, why are you crying? And he said, the kid says, I'm scared. Mm-hmm. Right. And he takes the time and he helps the kid break through his fear. Um, and the, the kid breaks the board. Right. And, but the thing went viral. And so like Jason Wilson has this whole, uh, kind of philosophy of like cry like a man. Right. And because how many times are we as, as males, I don't know if it's just America. I can only speak from my American upbringing, mm-hmm. but I've also known that like, you're not spo- like pull yourself yeah. up by your bootstraps. Don't not, do not yeah, cry. Like men don't emotion. cry. Yeah. But he talks about how crying actually releases endorphins and chemicals in your brain that actually mm-hmm. help with your psychology, with your right. overall, uh, so yeah, just throw that shit. Yeah, out. this clip is, uh, yeah. So Jason Wilson's viral pep talk, and it's also about guiding yeah, kids through martial arts. The Joe Rogan experience. You know, I think one thing that young boys and and men as well need in this world is guidance mm-hmm. and mentorship. And uh, to get that from martial arts is one of the best ways and one of the most. Uh, one of the most fulfilling and satisfying ways. So I, I found you from a video that a bunch of people sent me of you uh, working with a young boy who was yeah, uh, having a hard about. time uh, dealing with the pain of like punching through a board. You, you know the video. Yes, yeah. And just the way you were communicating with him and letting him know that it's okay to cry and that, you know, just express yourself. And mm-hmm. it was refreshing and it was authentic, but it was also like you could tell like that kid is going to get a lot out of that exchange. And I was like, I want to meet that guy. Well, yeah, man. I mean, that video opened my mind up to really what men were dealing with inside. Because when that video went viral, our offices at our nonprofit had to shut down. Really? Okay, so the Cave of Adullam, the martial arts program you're speaking of, is under the umbrella of our nonprofit, the union. And so when this video went viral, my wife calls me, who was our executive director. She says, Jason, is there a video that's going viral? And I'm yeah, like, shout out Jason Wilson. What do you mean? 2016, I didn't really understand on, the terminology. <laughs> Let's go. And sure enough, this video started racking up a lot of views. Shortly thereafter, our phones wouldn't stop ringing. And it was men from all over the world crying to our staff, calling in crying, saying, I want to be free. I'm tired of holding all of this in. I wish my coach would have talked to me that way when I was going through. Yeah, there it is right there. Yeah, that's it. Well, it's it's hard to find a good mentor, and I think every man needs a mentor. And, you know, one of the things that martial arts does that I think is really important is it gives you these goals to work towards as you move through a belt system or whatever kind of system that each martial art that's different has. Mm-hmm. As you develop your skills and you, you, you get more proficient and you improve – you you have like tangible progress and you can see it and i think there's a lot of people that go through life not exactly sure where they stand mm-hmm. where they're at 
And I think martial arts provides you with real feedback in one of the most, I think one of the most emotionally and physically difficult things that a person can do. Yes, and so many people don't realize the young boy in that video, Bruce, he was actually had a fear of failure. He had broke that board easily the week prior. But because of this test and the pressure and everyone watching, he just froze on his non-dominant hand and he mm. couldn't break through. So he broke down crying. And I wel welcomed his tears and said, look, we cry as men, you know, let this go. And men, and I love about martial arts, more than sports, it makes you face your fears. And nothing like if a punch is coming at you, a kick, or if you're grappling and you're concerned that someone's going to take your back and choke you. I apply all these principles in life as well. And so when you give a man or a male a safe space to really be emotional and let go of the anxiety that he feels every day, the father wound, his fear of failure, his lack of confidence, where he can have a moment, we call it a moment on the mat, where you can stop the training and you can express what's overwhelming you in that moment, they transform instantly, man. And it's a, it's a great thing to see. And I've never seen anything work like the arts. Even with my son, he's 13 years old, you saw him, you know, six, one and a half. Everyone says, you're going to play basketball. And it's like, no, it's other things that I want to do. And so even with sports, I say, son, it'll give you some confidence. But when we spar, we, we're training, the anxiety he feels, the voices, oh, man, uh, Chris hit you again. What are you going to do about that? How are you going to maneuver? How are you going to respond? And I allow him to break down in that moment. I say, okay, cool. Now it's time to recover. Reflect on it. What's the lie? What's the truth? Do you think this man is not supposed to hit you? He's a skilled fighter. The goal is not for you to be the best. The goal is for you to learn. Mm. All right? So when I give them that freedom to feel, to feel the fear, now they're not, they don't succumb to it when it really happens in real life. And so that's why I love the arts, especially the grappling arts, which I hate. I didn't <laughs> I discover until later in my training because nothing like someone invading your space. <laughs> you know, we can keep distance striking and it, we're comfortable here. But when someone invades your space or when a problem happens in your life where it's so close and personal that you can't just shake it, you have to learn how to buy your time and maneuver and don't let it come around you or you can get tapped out by the stress of that situation. The arts is just amazing if it's taught in a way that men could apply it to life. How, long, how many years have you been mentoring young boys? I would say almost 16, 17 years now. And how did it get started? Um, in 2000, and, well, I founded our nonprofit in 2000. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm just going to pause it there because it goes on for a little while longer. But yeah, I just, yeah, that's just interesting there that you could just have your moment to break down and, and just realize what's going on and, right. and, and feel what you have to feel. And yeah, I mean, you're never going to beat life, mm -hmm. you know, um, but you can build resiliency. Right. And I think that's, something we all learn um, or we, we strive to learn, right? It, it's, it's hard sometimes to, to overcome what we're facing immediately. Mm -hmm. But we what we find, again, what I have found is that the things that, that knock me down and keep me down, um, eventually those are the things that, the way, the way I, I build through those, the way I, I grow stronger and build strength by, you know, grappling with those things. Mm -hmm they elevate me in the, in the future. They, yeah. you know, and, and I've, there are some situations that I've, uh, I would never have imagined the, um, the elevation or the, the, the circumstances and experiences that I, I'll be able to gain mm -hmm. from the, 
seemingly um, worst case scenarios that I've been through. Yeah. Back to touch on like being vulnerable. Sometimes I even struggle with that because sometimes it's hard to like open up about something that you've kind of pushed away so that it doesn't hurt you throughout the day. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's times like, you know, 10 minutes ago or whatever, when we were talking about it and it's like, then I had to like really yeah. bring that and open that back up. But then like <laughs> within five minutes, I'm like, kind of put it back, back away. Get back in your cage. <laughs> yeah. Get back in there. <laughs> Get back in there. <laughs> no, I, I, so it's kind of off topic, but like, the other day, uh, I was trying to like mess with Asley, uh, the little girl, so she's six, and I started like doing this voice, and I don't know where it came from, but I was like, "Should I sound like Venom? <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Can I eat uh, pile of heads, pile of bodies, pile of, heads, pile of bodies? I want to eat." Uh. I was not disappointed by that film. No, I really liked Spider Man. Uh, I haven't seen the Venom one yet, but. You haven't seen Venom 2? Don't watch it. Uh, yeah, no. Get the fuck out that's of here. That's, that's, yeah, that's the Are Carnage one. That's rather the yeah, Carnage, Carnage one. Carnage one is not good. Don't listen to Surge. It's not good. Surge, <laughs> has, <laughs> Surge has zero taste. Know. It's it's not good. It's No, it's worth watching. If you're it's a fan, not. if you're a fan, it's worth watching. Well, we were talking, like, well, Surge was like, what are you watching right now? Yeah. And I was like, man, that's a, that's a big list. Venom. <laughs> <laughs> no. I just hear Eminem every time. <laughs> yeah. That's no. a good song. That's a good, good song. I was going and I was like, Cuddy. I was shopping for new jeans. And like, I walked into, which was it? It was either JCPenney's or it was Kohl's or something. And on the wall, it's like, denim, denim, denim. And I was like, <laughs> oh, denim. shopping for some denim. <laughs> denim. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Uh, it's funny, like, my Venom voice is not as good on the podcast, but I swear to God I had it fucking nailed at the house. Like, 100%. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit. Now I'm going to go home and I'm going to do you it. try it, And then yeah. I'm going to call you. <laughs> I'm going to be okay. like, listen, sir. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, Venom 2 was good, man. I mean, it's... I didn't think so. It was just so cringe the whole it's, time. It's not... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, it's not the best, right? Like, it's, it's not. not the best. But neither was Eternals. I haven't seen it. Yet. I haven't seen so I either. saw. So I, I heard saw it. Uh, it was okay. Yeah. Yeah, it was okay. But it's, it's worth was, watching if you're a fan. Any of those movies are worth yeah. watching. Just like all the DC movies. So Spider Man is, is Sony. Yeah. Right. And like a Spider Man one was good though. Uh, right, but <sighs> you can't say anything. About so, it, so here's here's <laughs> yeah. part of that too is like any live action movie that comes out from DC. It's gonna be all right. Like the the was it the was it Snyder cut? Of, yeah, uh, Justice Snyder League? cut was, that was good. That, bomb. that was dope. But like all the rest, you just like I do. I, I have to. I have to watch it. But like their animated stuff is awesome. Oh like yeah, they far, they stuff. they excel their animated stuff. Where mm. like better more so than than Marvel. Marvel like their live action stuff. Of course, you can't beat right. it. Right. Yeah, I really didn't enjoy the Justice, not Justice League. Um, Wonder Woman was trash. The Avengers, as much as I enjoyed the Justice League. What? Really? I, I'm talking, we're not talking about live action. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Talking about cartoon-wise, <laughs> okay, the Avengers cartoons compared to yeah. the Justice League cartoons. Nope, I can, yeah. That, well, Justice League was a staple cartoon. 
It was staple. Right, but that's what I'm saying. These guys already knew what to fucking do, and they can't do it. Yeah. It makes no sense. And, like, has it? you guys have seen Suicide Squad 2, right? Yeah. yeah. Why do you put a fucking giant squid as your, th- like... They just tried to make it ridiculous, yeah. like uh, yeah, but it a gun was just, or whatever. It was just, they, they he, fucking missed it, man. And like, well, the, it was yeah. it was It's all... Even with the first Suicide Squad, you're just first like... First one, yeah. The first one on. was okay. When I saw it the first time, I was like, hey. yeah, okay, but it still doesn't touch Marvel. Right. I know, yeah. I feel like DC's fucking up when it comes to their stuff. It just, Is it that hard? You know what they need to do? What? I got some... They need to get the fucking... Uh, what's this dude for... Harassing women or whatever it's a hostile workplace. You mean everyone, <laughs> what? like, every- what, yeah. What's his name? <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> no, no, no. He's the dude. He's the dude that created like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Joss uh, Whedon. Yeah. Joss Whedon. What they need? He, he got canceled. Fuck yeah, he got canceled. Because <laughs> he was like hostile know. work environment. Even they came in Buffy and said that he was difficult to work for. Uh, but you know what? The I dude writes good shit. Yeah, he write, and it comes at a price. He's a dick. Like that's just what it is. But like, he did Firefly. Like what's Firefly. You don't. Okay. It's like a sci-fi. So yeah, I didn't watch it. Okay. Did you? So there was a spinoff movie called Serenity. Right? I saw that. Yeah. Okay. So Serenity was was the name of the show. I liked Serenity. Yeah, it was great. It was yeah. great film. I, I think it's a great film. I'd, I'd have to watch it. I haven't it's seen it. It's definitely a cult thing. It was but, definitely. Yeah. Uh, I didn't mind it. But so the the original show was called Firefly. They launched it. Um. They ended up putting like the second episode before the pilot, like, and it always aired like the middle of the day when nobody was there. Mm-hmm. There was a cult following for it. They had a comic series for it, and it, of course, it ended up like canceled or uh, getting canceled. Being canceled. So they did this whole like petition um, to bring it back. Yeah, all like so many people like were just like bring it back, and they're like, "We'll give you a movie." Right. And so they came I out with the movie was good. I did too. Yeah. And then so I saw the movie. I was a fan. And they're like, oh, so you like Fire... My buddies are like, you like Firefly? I'm like, the fuck is Firefly? Oh, it's the whole show, though. There was a show? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? You know what other movie that came out that people fucking canceled because they didn't like it? John Carter. Oh. Yeah. I, that was an entertaining movie. I actually I, liked that. I but thought it was no cool. one else did. I haven't seen it. So. They just it's, didn't get it. <sighs> it's cool, man. Like it this was. Dude, it looks weird from what I. This yeah, but dude, like heard this dude like goes to this other planet. He's like a he Confederate soldier. It. Confederate like, yeah. soldier goes gets trans. Finds like this, this wormhole or and something. He's not like you're a different color. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's like you're blue. I hate you. Yeah. yeah was, <laughs> that's but that's like funny. he goes, and then like these people are trying to kill him, but because he's from Earth, his gravity is different. different yeah. And uh, so he's a predecessor to Superman. Yeah. Oh, so like, like he jumps around. Thing. Like he's like I'm in a different planet, so like I, I'm able to like jump. Yeah. yeah. I've seen him that, like. Uh, that's a I've good analogy. No, that's, that, that's exactly how the, that was the premise of Superman. Yeah. John I Carter actually, came out. Uh, the, the book came out. I I forget how many years before. That's awesome. Yeah, I didn't so, know that. That's a really yeah, good information. Yeah, so, but John Carter was. I, I actually enjoyed it. I thought it was good, but no one else liked it. And they could have went further with it, and I'd have watched it. Yeah. I mean, but I'm only one person. So Hellboy. Hellboy's mine. Dude, I, don't know. I loved Hellboy and Hellboy Two, and then they. I liked I Hellboy and Hellboy Two. I don't know what they did with the, the other the one. The newest I one is mind, weird. I didn't mind the newest one either. I just thought that it's like, how do you go from that to, to that? that? Like he already had like good stuff. It's already built in. It was like a prequel, right? The newest one. No, no. It, like they just got a, re- it's it's a, a new. Yeah. It's oh, just a new. okay, okay. Um, 
I, mean, so I still bought it. Seen it. I still watched it. Yeah, but the Ron, Ron Perlman, kind of Ron Perlman, Perlman or, or Hellboy was the shit. Like it was dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like they had so much room to grow the story. And yeah, they, and they, did they definitely messed up with the with the girl. That was you know, on another fire. one is yeah. it's too yeah. bad Wesley Snipes is such a dick because yeah. I, I like Blade, man. Yeah, and like they could have went so far with that with Blade, and they shows is what they, they stopped with trinity yeah is that right and dude trinity was the best one then like no uh ryan reynolds was the best ah, everything okay. else about the movie was I'll, awful. I'll give you that it was ryan <laughs> like he was funny and like you're like who is this yeah dude, i still say it all the time like someone would be like i can't fucking find this and i'm like did you check the lobby because <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, yeah. the fucking dog that, that that jump that he ducks and it jumps over yeah, that was hilarious um Ooh, what's another? Okay, anybody Dexter? I haven't I seen a new one. I started it, and I, I think I, it just I, finished. So back in the day, day, like you would get like Showtime and HBO, like in the summer, like it would just show up on your TV. Right. <laughs> like, I'm really upset. I can't it. talk about this. And right now. like I would watch everything I could, and then uh, like at some point, like it would just stop. And my parents would. Like we we weren't about that life. Yeah. Right. So I mean, it is a crazy that finale. I, could now. I just know the finale just dropped. Right. Oh yeah, I watched it yesterday. Yeah. Something about a serial killer that kills serial. Yeah, like that, that, that's killers. dope. Like it is cool, man. Like cool. he's, yeah, he's a vigilante. Um, how's the new series come up? But then, like, uh, compared to the old stuff, I was I was seriously like, just when you thought that like. You couldn't do anything. <laughs> you could, then it's these good. These motherfuckers did it. <laughs> okay, okay. And then it ended, and I was like, these motherfuckers didn't. <laughs> they didn't do it? No, they did. But oh, okay, I mean. Okay. <laughs> without giving away spoilers. That's man. fine, because they should have closed it out, but they didn't close it out. I will I will tell you that. They should have just ended it. I will it. tell Wait, you like, a lot of fans are not happy. Well, that's kind of what I've seen, just like people on the internet. It's yeah, just like, oh, the, the finale wasn't it. Uh, no, it was not. Yeah. It was not even the. Does it tie uh, in to bring it Phillips, back? Even Phillips, I think his name's Who's John Phillips, Phillips uh-huh. or something. He's the deck, he's the guy that plays Dexter. Oh, okay. okay. Even he said he's like. <sighs> Shit was whack, but they paid. No, he. <laughs> no, I think he was supportive of. I, I think it should have like ended that way to begin with without giving away spoilers or whatever. It, uh, it should have ended that way to begin with. And instead of bringing back like a solid first season that kept yeah. you on the edge of your seat the whole time you're watching it, you're just like, Oh my God, they're going to do so much. It's great. I love it. And then, well, I think that there is something to be said about like series that are, that are meant to die or meant to end. It yeah. wasn't. And like letting it die, right? Like so, they should have killed it right the first time. Yeah, so they should have did Lovecraft the first time. Country, yeah, yeah. right? There was definitely like an end point, dude. Like, I couldn't. Do well, that it. it's they're it's supposed to. I tried and, that and one's I supposed it. to like make I, it longer. I watched the whole they, season, I mean, and it, yeah, and I was just I was extremely disappointed on the confusion throughout wow. the entire I thought thing. It was good. Yeah, I, I know you did, and I and I tried. I it's because you don't like that type of anyway. stuff. Yes, I do. Well, t- it was sci-fi. Tied in history sci-fi. though, like they tied in like I did enjoy that part, right? Because like, Watchmen enjoyed. did it too, right? The whole yeah. the Oklahoma massacre. Yeah, and, like, yeah. They tried, to, yeah. So I, I enjoyed I enjoyed that part of it, but they just went too many fucking different they directions did. I get with that. it, uh, like to a point to where it didn't make sense, at least not to me. And and I maybe I thought it was good. Fox Demon. 
Where the fuck did the Fox team? Yeah, like, come on. like. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, and I really had high hopes for it. I was excited for it. I watched every episode, you know, and I eventually just got to a point where I, I couldn't really follow it anymore. I think that HBO. I, didn't, I stopped paying attention. I think that they, they've done great things for, for woke culture, like, in a way that's not, like, come on. Like, like, yeah. it's, like, like Watchmen and uh, Lovecraft Country, like, pure, like, wait, oh, that really happened? Like, yeah. that, like. The first bombing in America was not was not the Japanese. The first bombing was Americans bombing Black Americans right. in Oklahoma. And I was going to say Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah. and uh, people are like, "Wait, what?" Like, but did you hear about that in your history classes? No. Nope, sure did not. No, and uh, I mean, obviously, like, there's shameful parts of every every society's history, mm-hmm. right? And um, you can cover them up as, as much as you want. But I wish it was easier to come back from everything that's happened within the last two years. And I just, dude. unfortunately, there's just so many people out there that won't allow it. I think on both sides. Well, it's happened on such an exponential like level too, like with, with social media, with have everything you, else. Have you seen the uh, YouTube video of the guy going around and saying um, he was asking white people why he felt like the black community was obese? Like, he was going around and saying, like, why do you think that um, uh, the black community is obese? Because this, is, a sti- this yeah. is the statistics is. in America and blah, blah, blah. And they kept saying, like, oh, because they don't have access to the same types of foods and they can't go to Whole Foods and buy, like, th- like food that's better for them and blah, 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 blah. And I don't remember all their answers, but I, I do remember the most important part. And that was this guy going into the black community and asking the black community what their thoughts were. Mm-hmm. And the black community was saying, well, it's because of what fucking people are putting in their mouths and eating. And like yeah, saying shit like true. this, right? Like they're, they're, they're going and, and saying like, uh, it all comes down to yourself. It comes down to like, do you want to eat this or do you not? Do you want to have this McDonald's today or do you not want to have McDonald's? Do you want to eat this, you know, these potatoes, baked potatoes, whatever, or do you not? Do you want to eat fried foods or do you not want to eat fried foods? <clears throat> well, so all these people were saying like, that's what it comes down to. And then he was telling them what the white community was saying. And it's like the the black community is well, that's fucking racist. <laughs> like, yeah. and it 100% is. You're just assuming that everyone, like, I, I'm can't black, make everyone, it. by the way. I'm black. <laughs> just want to throw that out. Yeah. He, yes, he, he's black. But so it's like, it just didn't make any sense to me because it's like, it just goes to show that government wise and politics wise that, like, which I feel like is predominantly white, mm-hmm. that <laughs> and like the woke community, they're labeling. Everyone else is racist while having racist opinions of why you got why why black people are obese. And and I think it it's just a small notion, right? Right. It's just a small notion. I think that it's like these politics, these politicians are the ones that are creating a lot of the separation. It's the news and whatever else. And I'm not saying obviously every every bit of it. But I think they're trying to highlight all these things that make it seem like America is completely racist. And I don't yeah. think that, and this is an opinion, and I and I, I would appreciate to be educated if I'm wrong, but I, I, 
I just don't feel that way for myself. I don't look at you as any different as Sergio. Sergio's Asian and, and Hispanic. I look at us as the same. And I know that, you know, obviously history is not the same. But right. but I feel like if I can do my part in treating you as an equal to me, then that then well, I'm doing a good part. I think it's that recognition that that um so again, uh, uh, maybe not again, but so I'm from Stone Mountain, Georgia. I'm actually moving back there. Um, Stone Mountain. At uh, have you been there? No, I just know from Childish Gambino. Yeah, yeah, he's from there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go dogs. Uh, did you watch? Yeah, the Donald game? Glover is yeah, from. Yeah, yeah. Is, uh, we went to the same uh, elementary school actually. Oh, nice. Uh, Rockbridge Elementary. Did you watch Shout Alabama verse? I watched some of it. Yes, I didn't watch it all, but I, my fucking messenger Georgia. from my friends were going. Yeah, yeah I yeah. assume Georgia won. Yeah, they did. But so Stone Mountain, Georgia, um, the like claim to fame is, is Stone Mountain. It's the, the largest mm-hmm. exposed piece of granite in the world. Um, and the guy that did the carving on Mount Rushmore did the carving on Stone Mountain. It's um, Robert E. Lee, uh, Andrew Jackson, and I believe Stonewall Jack. Uh, no, no, I'm sorry. Uh, Robert E. Lee, Andrew Jackson. Yeah, I guess. Uh, is it Stonewall Jackson? Look that up for me. Yeah, we're looking. I'm just up. saying, if there's not a statue of Denzel up somewhere, <laughs> oh god, there, there's got to be. Coming. It, there's <laughs> gotta be. It's coming, dude. It's phenomenal. But I just watched. Uh, is back kind of like back to the movies. I just watched Two Guns again the other day, which I hadn't seen I'm in a while. Think of that one, Two Guns, Mark Wahlberg. Uh, they're both cops. Uh, well, Mark Mark Wahlberg is uh, works with the Navy. And okay. He was kind of like shunned out, and so they were making him do like investigations and like go undercover to try and give the give him ability to come back into the Navy and like reserve, get his rank back and all that because he was you know stabbed somebody who was in his face or whatever uh, somebody that was higher up than him. I love when that happens. And then stab somebody, <laughs> and they're just like, all right, just go do, do investigatory work. Right. Yeah. Well, they was like, essentially, it was supposed to be bitch work or something. But anyway, and then Denzel was a, um, uh, uh undercover cop. And so they were both working together, and they were, like, robbing banks and, like, trying to, like, run drugs together while trying to frame each other because neither of them knew who they were. But they were kind of set up against each other. Oh, wow. So that this money from the CIA would basically be able to be stolen and so, so they stole the cia money money through crime it's called yeah. two guns it's called two guns i said yeah. that i don't know I yeah it, it, and and so uh they both in like this it's the cia's money the cia's payment money from like the cartel and all that mm-hmm. shit and basically the navy wanted the money not the navy government but like these uh, this group of navy men um and his um officer uh controlling officer or whatever and it's just like then they end up having to work together because now they want to frame them and they want to frame denzel so they work together scapegoats yeah yeah and it's just a fucking great movie like i just really enjoyed it and denzel's great the equalizer one two five (laughs) let's go like do it (laughs) There's fucking four John Wicks. Let's go. We can yeah. we can do four equalizers. <laughs> that was a good series. Nice. They tried to like spin it off as a TV show. They can't do the same I'm things. So they upset. can't do it's, the same things. And I just don't get that. Like, yeah, the movie was successful, but it was successful because of Denzel. Yeah. It's not successful because of the story. Just like Man on Fire and Man on yeah, Fire. Yeah. yeah. I mean, great. it it's it's the it's the guy. 
It's the guy. They couldn't do. There's no way they could come out. Just like Will Smith, right? There's no way they could come out with a uh, I Am Legend TV series without no. Will Smith. Yeah, they can come out with like Netflix could because they could get <laughs> they could get Will Smith. Netflix, <laughs> yeah, well, get he's, already yeah. he's, he's already signed. He's already signed. If he's in Netflix. it, yeah, bet. Yeah. Let's go. Well, and there, was, <laughs> there was lots of talks about doing a second I Am Legend, and I don't understand why they didn't. Because would it be a prequel? Didn't he die at the end? Uh, yeah, he's supposed so to die. So it, it never actually yeah, I mean, shows okay. him dying. But, yeah, it never it's shows imp- him yeah. dying. It's just implied, right? It's implied, and it's kind of like another one of those. Dumbass fucking things like, oh, wherever your imagination wants to take it. Like I don't Inception. fucking like that. Inception. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. <laughs> Did it wobble at the end? It looked like it wobbled. <laughs> the, problem, wobbling, the problem is, is that is I didn't go and see now? the fucking movie to have my imagination take full. That's right? the whole point. I, yeah. I go to see the movie so that you can tell the story. But and that's the whole point just no. to finalize it. No, because it's not finalized. No, if your yourself. imagination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need closure. I want I like closure. Those I want. <laughs> I like those. Types I, I, of, I like. I love, like cut and dry. I want to know what yeah. fucking happens. No, I like all those. Mind Even if there's movies. a twist or a spin at the end, like I'm down. But like, let me know. Like, let me know what, what happens. happens. <laughs> yeah, let me know what happens. Then you gotta watch those YouTube videos that break it down. Just yeah, like, for this is exactly what happened. Happened. I literally, yeah. I do watch them. Me I watch. I do. But so I was like, I was, I was literally about to bring up the perfect storm. I was gonna be like, no one thinks they're still alive. <laughs> like, like they obviously died. They yeah. come back. We've only been gone for one day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They found us. They uh, got the next day. by aliens. What? They've been gone for twenty years. Yeah, they found our distress. They've beacon. been gone yeah. for twenty years. Yeah. <laughs> And now they're back. <laughs> Do you know that movie voice? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they caught a record of fish. Oh, is that, uh, what's that, uh, he died. Oh, did he? Yeah, he died, unfortunately. I don't, yeah. I don't it's now, yeah, the movie trailers. Now that everyone that does it, it's always just, you know, kind of just as good as I just did it. <laughs> so people do some good One ones. man to rule it all. Yeah. Hey, see, that's actually pretty good. It wasn't bad because there's one, that one like was like accurate movie trailers or whatever, and like, yeah, they well, just like they have like the the whole movie like they have the movie trailer but they actually tell like what actually happened, yeah like, like make it make it's sense. So like, I YouTube always like I always like the fan created trailers, right? You know what that's I'm saying? A, that's what he's talking about. Yeah, oh, yeah. So this okay, one okay. was uh, yeah, see if you can look that up. Like it, I think it's, he I think has it's a whole accurate. channel yeah, of like it's like, uh, it's like movie. real movie trailers or whatever. Um, but it's basically one like, is a man, well, one like, is a woman. It like, could, <laughs> well, no, what I'm talking about is the fan made ones where it's uh, they they make a trailer for a third movie, and they put oh. scenes from other movies that the actor has been in. <laughs> oh, and they put it together to make oh, it seem like there's another one coming out. You know, it's one of the best movies I've ever seen. And Tell me, oh, tell me now. Terminator 2. I watched it the other night. It was awesome. It is awesome, dude. I've watched every Terminator movie. I don't give a fuck. Salvation was awesome. I loved it. Arnold could be 90 years old, and I'm still watching that fucking Terminator. T2 is good. Did you watch the last one? It wasn't Salvation, was it? No. Fuck no. There's been like two since I'm sure. There's one with uh, the chick from Game of Thrones. There's one. Yeah, that that one. That one's good. That's not the new one, though. And it's like after Game of Thrones, I'm like, I've seen your boobs. I know. <laughs> They're not even that nice. <laughs> I don't know, man. Khaleesi. Yeah. It's it's the Dark idea. Dark Fate, Terminator, Dark Fate Shh, 2019. That one's good. 
that one's real good. So they brought everybody back. It looks they like. brought everybody back. <laughs> well, except for except for Liquid Guy, he just came back as T two uh, man. They didn't bring what's his name back because he died of cancer. Dude from uh, Salvation that played the the uh, felon. That ended up being a Terminator, or like they they he died of cancer. Remember, because he was no, uh, that's the dude that's Avatar. Oh, yeah, then he died. Oh no, that was, that was a guy oh, from Sam uh, Worthington. Yeah, yeah he's I, not dead. He's, yeah, Check I it don't out. Think he's dead. no. Oh, that's the guy from a uh, not Gladiator. Um, from Spartacus. Yeah, okay, think about the guy. Yeah, yeah, Spartacus was good too. That's, that's a great, show. That's a great okay, show. Best movie of all time. War of the World. No, not War of the Worlds. Fuck. Roadhouse. <laughs> oh, I don't. That's a good have, movie. I don't even have number one. No, I got a number one. Um, uh, today. Today's the day. No, <laughs> I'm gonna keep throwing stuff out, man. Okay, no, you never guess it. All right, well, I'll never guess it. Shawshank Redemption. Shawshank is great. Movie. Movie. It's a great movie. Like Fight Club. Fight Club's great movie. I like Snatch. Snatch is good. Snatch is good. You, you like dogs? Like dogs? You like dogs? Like <laughs> you like dogs? Like Guy Ritchie's my favorite you uh, fight? director. Oh, bring a fight! I'm a fucking surgeon with a shotgun. Oh, <laughs> Everyone's a fucking surgeon with it. Yeah. <laughs> no, fucking you, you'll, probably, you'll probably never agree with me unless you've seen it. And if you haven't seen it, then I don't want to hear your. The opinion. last unicorn. <laughs> like kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Dude, I'm telling you, it's a good movie. I'm telling you, Edge of Tomorrow. I was gonna say a goofy with, movie. Uh, that's with Tom Hanks. That one is that the one with Halle Berry's in it? No, oh, I, I, yeah, I'm thinking about the same thing you are, Sergio. The Tom Hanks movie, where is this? Like, is, oh, it's Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Okay. Oh, is that like the? Are you an effective team? Yeah. Yes, yeah, 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 team. yeah, yeah. It's not that one. It's not. That's Oblivion. Oh shit. Oh, I, I was me. on yeah. the same. I was you on the. You can quiz that's me. a good movie. You can quiz me on Tom Cruise right now. I'll fucking, <laughs> I'll do it. That's where he has like. If I could switch uh, bodysuit. If I could, if I could little dicky with somebody, it would be fucking Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> that's with Emily Blunt in it. Oh yeah, Emily Blunt. But yeah, no, the effective team that one is. Yeah, one. Oblivion was great. Uh, it's. I just watched that one. Name a, a fucking Tom Cruise movie that wasn't good. Name one. I was going to say Vanilla Sky, but it was good. It was good. It, the only one that you could even catch me on is fucking uh, Jack. Reacher. Jack Reacher 2. Jack Reacher 1 number was phenomenal. <laughs> nice. Well, Jack, Re- number two. Jack Reacher 2, they, uh, they, they pushed it. They pushed it. Yeah. And he, was already, he had already signed on for a second one, so he couldn't not do it. Yeah, that's the only reason why he did it. But Bro. he he knew that when it got released, he was uh, he was upset about it. the 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 only second movie that you could somehow try and convince is the Mummy, and I will tell you, the right Mummy. Now, I didn't even remember he was in it, dude. It was part of the Dark Universe. No, it was part of Universal's Dark Universe, um, where they did the is. Mummy. They did Dracula Untold. Um, they're doing the thing. Um, the fuck? I don't not the thing. Uh, the dude that. The one that crawls from the the uh, the swamps. Swamp thing. Swamp thing. Swamp thing. And um, there's another one. And it was a dark universe. I thought it was fucking good. And all these like jackass 
uh, movie critics shut it down, and it just like and well, and people didn't spend enough money in the theater for it. When but, have we ever trusted movie critics? Like that dude, is true. I, no, there's people that do. But why? There's like people that do. I don't. Have they've been like the so Matrix? far out. The new one, I didn't like it. I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. I was not a fan. I haven't seen I it. I thought it. I, I mean, thought it. I thought I've it heard was, bad things, but you told me that. It was no, good, I mean I could so. watch it again, but I no, wasn't. I think that's what I think it's one. I of those was gonna watch it do. at work, but then I was like, Dude, I got to be I think it was too in the zone to watch. I can't it. even fucking spoil. God damn it, Sergio! I was Stop gonna watch it. anime and watch these movies. <laughs> I was gonna watch it at work, you but get, I was like, I need to actually pay attention and not crunch numbers while I fucking watch this. Such a better story out of out of animation than you can with live action. Like you can you can get like, well yeah because there's five hundred fucking episodes in anime. Well, <laughs> That's no, what, I'm I mean, trying to grind through five hundred. Like, even like a, a animated movie, like because they can just do more things, right? It's yeah. suspension of disbelief, no matter what. But if they, the animation is like really well done, they can tell it like arcane just, or anything I else. Can't, like, I can't get into cartoons. Yeah, you can't watch it. I right now, I'm that. I'm trying to get through an anime that's like 500 episodes. Yeah, I'm I can't like do those. 400, like Naruto in. or whatever. Like that's what I'm I watching. Can. That's what I'm like, watching, and it's good. Dude, one of my favorite, dude, one of my so favorites long. was it's Spider Man, right? Spider Man cartoon. Yeah. So I can you can rewatch that on Disney Channel or dude. Disney Plus. Dude, I tried, man. It's just not the same. Like not, live, I'm spoiled. I'm spoiled with live not, action. I don't know. For me, it's, it's just so like, like the story is so good. I just the stuff that I'm watching. I just can't. There's so many cartoons that I can watch, and I'm like. They'd just be better if they were live action. Like, look at Uncharted coming out with Tom Holland, yeah, Mark know. Wahlberg. I mean, I'm a huge fan of the games. Yeah, I'm not that big I, a fan, I feel but like I'll probably watch it. Now, I feel like they're walking a line. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a huge margin for error. Like, yeah. that's, that's yeah. the thing. They're walking a thin line there because it's a game that's established. That's like, when they did, that's like oh. when they did Assassin's Creed. Well, that I and never, what I didn't know the they did with, uh, with Mark they Wahlberg. Yeah. Uh, Max Payne, they Max fucked it up. Payne, oh really? Come on, Max yeah, Payne was, was a good video game. Yeah, yeah. You thought it? Was, yeah, the I game loved, was great. Yeah, the, the game was great. The movie awesome. was like, uh, yeah. It's like, I what are you? It kind of reminded me as uh, Jim Carrey, the number twenty three. That was right. a good movie, though. Yeah. It was a, Jim Carrey, the number twenty three was a good movie. That was yeah. with the hotel room. No, no, so, it's like he's no. You're thinking numbers. of fourteen oh eight with okay, uh, yeah, yeah. John Cusack. He sees uh, mm-hmm. num- yeah, something with the numbers. He sees them everywhere, or whatever. Uh, it's like uh, everything like, adds to twenty three. Yeah. I worked with a chick like that once. I was working in food service, and she's like, everything adds to, to like eleven or twelve. I, f- I forget what it was, but she like and she like can. she find a way. I'm like, you're nuts. And I she's have to just walk trying away. to find. Yeah, but, but everything have to walk can. Away from you right now. Everything can. No. Yeah. Everything I'm, can I'm add sure, to any number. She was also there's even magic. There's there's uh people who do psychological magic or whatever where it's like they're they're they already know what you're thinking of because yeah. they lead the questions to make you think of the exact yeah, thing yeah. that they're talking about that's how that kind of magic works yeah. and i've i've done it on people how's that warm actually not bad because the uh the malt uh from the cereal like really carries it and it's uh I don't know, man. It does. It reminds you of that that bowl of like of, of cereal. Milk. Yeah, just yeah, like yeah. you've been watching this show forever, and like it's time to close yeah. it out. <laughs> yeah, the uh, so it's I'll, got I'll, like a little bit of coffee in it too, which is isn't bad. Well, so that would be the actual porter. Yeah. So um, <laughs> there's actually surprisingly not a lot of chocolate malt in that, and I wouldn't I wouldn't think so. I think that the the, uh, the cereal kind of carries it, but the chocolate malt does. I mean. It has a lot of body, and so it... Well, the body is from the malt from the cookie crisp. 
Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So what that it so when it sits and ferments, that's like corn, though, isn't it? No, Chris's corn, right? No, no, no. Uh, well, I thought, I thought all cereals were basically corn based. Um, most most anyways. Well, that I'm not sure of actually. I don't know, but that's not where you get the body from because okay. loggers are made with uh, corn or flake maize. Yeah. Um, but that it's it's from. It's from the malt from the cookie crisp, but it, and the chocolate gives it more body, which puts it on kind of like a level of like it's almost a stout, but it's not. It's just the cookie. It's not as heavy, yeah. It's the cookie that makes it kind of more thicker body, and the warmer it gets, I feel like it gets thicker bodied, in my opinion, but. Definitely coats the mouth more. The, I will, I will give you, (laughs) I will give you a little insight. I'm going to do a Count Chocula stout. I don't know if you ever ate Count Chocula. I did. I didn't. Man, I honestly, I stuck with, um, Honey Nut Cheerios because I was bougie. (laughs) And, uh, I was, I mean, I'm a nerd. So, uh, Raisin Bran Crunch. I liked Razor Razor Bands. I'm going to do a Cocoa Crisp as well. That's like Fruity Pebbles, but like Cocoa and Chocolate instead. So I'm going to do a Stout in that as well. And I think I want to do a Cap'n Crunch. You um, have to. You don't have a choice. Like, you got to. Right. (laughs) But I think I'm going to do a Cap'n Crunch. Crunch Berries, bro. Crunch Berry IPA. Yeah. Works. Mm -hmm. Like, there's no way it can't. Yeah. I think it will. Chase, you're you're, uh, unicorns, bro. Well, and so that, (laughs) but those are just the things where it's like, you know, I feel like with capitalism at its best, you have to stand out. And that's where, that's where I'm trying to bring Casper into is just like that different, the different flavors of beer that you can do. Yeah. I'm also going to bring in a spiced peach cider or pear, not peach, sorry. Uh, Spiced pear cider. I'm, I'm working on that probably here next week. Be a, and it's super easy. I'm intrigued. Yeah, I think no one um, else has it, but on the West Coast, it's very, very popular. Ciders are, I, very, dude. Very I'm very actually popular. more intrigued by the peach. Like I'd go peach before I go pear. I have day. I have other peach beers coming out that I don't want to do peach. Yeah, pear, pear and apples are very comparable. We gotta wait for summer mm-hmm. for uh, peaches too. Well, I'm, I'm using, 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 right? using extract or whatever. I'm using too. juice. I'm, okay. Yeah, I'm gonna use juice first. And Humex. Uh, and then I'm gonna see <laughs> if I can sure. if I can find a That's place fine. here in Wyoming. If I can find a place here in Wyoming that does it, I'll use it. I'll use pears yeah. from here. Um, I just haven't looked into it. I gotta do test runs first to see if I can use regular juice because it's cheap. Um, the other thing that I have planned, I have a friend that I went to school with who lives in Hawaii, and she's a beekeeper. Ooh, that'd now, be different. I want. I'm I'm all about Wyoming. I'm 100% mm-hmm. about Wyoming. This is where I live. Da, da, da. I'm all about keeping money here. But I think also there needs to be some like some creativeness coming from other places who are far away like well, yeah. like like Hawaii. You buy that value from being like Hawaiian honey. Like, right. It's Hawaiian, Hawaiian honey like <laughs> yeah. I've had yeah. I've had Wyoming honey and like it's it tastes like, you know, like uh what is it? Uh sage. Well, she she brews herself too, and I was I was wanting to try and get some honey from her and and do some sort of a honey beer, probably like a honey blonde, yeah, or something, and then call it uh, 
What was it? There's. I can't remember. Mm. It's lost my mind. Memory. It's gone. Yeah. I had. I had. You'll remember right when I this had, thing's over. I had the best fucking name for it, and I can't remember. I mean, it is what it is, but whatever. I don't know. They'll they'll figure it out later. So yeah, future future shit. But yeah, having like a cool honey beer from Hawaii, I think would be cool having it here in the states, like here in the where we're landlocked. Right. So I don't know. It is what it is. I hope that uh, you know, with the brewery, I can bring a lot of joy from people, and I think that's that's the the premise of any brewery. Like, if you're going into it looking for like to make a profit, like, good luck. I mean, I definitely. Obviously, you want to. I mean, everybody, you you know, like, because because you have to make money to stay open. Yeah, but Um, that's not the that's not the, the motivation. I'm definitely not looking at it to get rich by any means. Right. Um, but I do look at breweries like Odell and things like that. And like, again, it's, it's a unicorn dream and it, it would be nice. Yeah. I mean like fat tire, he, I don't know if he had money before, but he, or they, they made an incredible operation. Whether you like their beer or not, like that their operation, if you go look at it for Fort Collins is right. unreal. Um, and the benefits they, they provide their employees and everything else, like the company Grew itself, it seems. Um, mm-hmm. Well, and I think if you look at the even because you've seen you've seen the space because you're right here. Yeah, um, it's dope, peeps. I mean, it's like it, it's got potential. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I'm excited. I won't be here, but uh, it's a shame that you're leaving. Yeah. yeah. So even so, to get away from all this brewery stuff. Okay, forged in fire. Yeah, I can't. It's a thing. I, it almost sucks that it's like ended to this point. Or got taken to this point to like get to it, but you brought a knife. I did bring a knife. Is that um, something that, that you made? I did, so that's a misconception for all Sorry. Well, it's not Forge Close and Fire. It was a. So it was Forge and Fire, Knife or Death. I would uh, have you queue up the, the episode, but something is weird in the, uh, the whole History Channel world and. I went to a to Blade show in Atlanta this year. Again, I'm a nerd. Um, I'm into martial arts and knives and shit. But uh, you can't find really any episodes of this anywhere unless searches did it. Yeah, so um, it was hosted by uh, Goldberg or yeah, Bill yeah, Goldberg and a guy too. named Tulam who's a Green Beret. Um, really cool show. If you are uh, know anything about. Forge and Fire, like the it. Um, I watch it on Snapchat. Well, yeah, because like they go on, they're like, "Here's a truck. Take a piece off, and make a knife." Right? It has to be these parameters. This one, you yeah, it. there it is. Um, this one, actually, that's the second one I was on. I was on two episodes, but you see how like they have those locks on. I don't like if you right. have it. Yeah. So if you go to uh, season two, episode six, don't feel the recurve. Yeah, I could probably get in. So. Oh, if not, I could. Uh, can you airplay? Sketchy. Because the only other, uh, other can you thing airplay? I know of, like, so they, I used to have like links for this episode, and they've disappeared from oh. the interwebs. You can't airplay to the TV behind you. Oh, uh, I don't. I don't have a. I. I, I don't have an iPhone. You oh, can airplay from, here, from yeah. your computer. Yeah, I can. Airplay to this TV. If you go to YouTube, there's a there is a show called Fans of the Forge, 
and they just did like highlights and like reviews of each episode. Um, oh, that one should of, still be. Speaking of Will Smith, Enemy of the there State. There he is. Can you airplay it? Uh, yeah, I'll try. I don't, I can't remember how you told me to do it before. You got to go to the. Should be down here somewhere. I have to mirror to that TV somehow. Yeah. That's cool, though, because I haven't seen this episode in a long time because I didn't buy the... Uh, Give your blade one fire. There it is. You find anything wrong with your blade, you could be eliminated. Only two of you will move on. Good luck. Go Look, there's your, your beautiful face. There he is. Hi, I'm Joel Rice. I'm 30 years old. I'm a campus supervisor and security officer out of Casper, Wyoming. Check Woo! this guy out. Ooh, campus <laughs> supervisor. Mm. martial arts training ranging from karate, jiu-jitsu, to Filipino martial arts. With the growing rate of violence happening in schools, I use my martial arts training to see things before they happen and to keep other people safe. I like the little wink you just did. <laughs> just a kid. So Look at him. So this is a Techno SS. It's uh, based on a Kambachuli. It's a Filipino design. It's a short-range uh, Filipino weapon. Okay, so where'd you get this blade? So it's out of Victoria, British Columbia. A friend of mine named Jeremy Smith's out there. So here's your 12-inch blade but you have a handle where I can grip either here up close, rotating right. around the center of mass, or if I so choose to do so, I can take that one hand and come back here and increase my effective length. Absolutely. Or a person can take two it's hands. Weird this take man. a few swings. <laughs> it's so outfields. weird. How long ago did you uh, film this? God, this was uh, 17 or 18. Oh, wow. Your blade cuts well. It has good edge geometry and has an overall sharpness. And it gives the user quite a bit of variation to swing from. Congratulations. Makes the cut. You fucking made it. Thank you. <laughs> did make the, dude. This was a, Up steps a trip. Joel all of it, like the whole. A lot of people come to this show for a lot of different Where did places. you go to film this? So this was actually filmed um, in Atlanta. And so okay. it, they said, yeah, it's either, either going to be in New York or Atlanta. I think, um, I think Forged Fire, like the, the forging show, is actually filmed in New, New York. Um, but this was filmed in um, a really sketchy part of Atlanta too. That's the thing is, mm -hmm. when I was, we got on the the uh, like production bus and stuff like from the hotel, <clears throat> and we're like headed to the shoot site. I'm I'm sitting with like I don't know probably six other people from around the country, whatever else, and we're we're going we're going. I'm like and I'm looking out the window. I'm like, where are they taking? It? Like we don't want to be here. <laughs> <laughs> like you are taking us to a place of time, like like you leave like the main part of Atlanta or whatever, like the like CNN Center basically, and then you like head to another place and you're like, bro, like I, they got scared. I've seen, they I've got seen security. Scared. Yeah, <laughs> right. But they don't. You have you have knives and yeah, shit. you got knives. We don't get to keep them. They have them on site. We had to we had to mail them out before. Oh, oh geez. Geez. yeah. They, right, got, they got to run through my first play on this. No. He wants to be the most proficient security guard so he can protect kids. Joe comes today with a 13 inch blade. I like the modifications to the handle, which will allow him to double up on the blade. He's a practitioner of Extrema, Damn. which is Filipino martial arts. As you can see, the circular patterns that he's swinging that blade into now, those are the angles of attack. 
first up trifecta. Remember, the competitor must cut three objects in half, release the following torches. So let's see, yeah. Well, here these he were goes. two by Gold fours. Right or no, the these bamboo. are bamboo. Very proficient in circular uh, motion. Chain. Boom, right through it. He got through there quick. They fall into gunpowder. Oh, nice. Oh, boom, talk about quick. Right through the PVC. Now onto the rope. Oh, my God. He just killed he it. He has a lot of power. Joel Rice through trifecta. Next, he steps up to box cutter. Remember, he has Goldberg to go is actually my buddy's uh, Martin Jericho from Colorado. It's his uncle. Oh, he's, he's a giant human being. <laughs> this part sucks because this uh, this box is on like this tether. There he that goes. went back and First forth on a zip line. And uh, so you had to chase it the whole time. You're also he sucking in all the sawdust inside. Finishes up box cutter. Stepping up to decapitator, he's got to cut all the way through all of the objects with one strike through each object. Okay, first swipe. Oh, right it back. rotated. Yeah, it glanced off. Got that one. Wow, dude, that, that was one. close. It was close too. Oh, yeah. nice, you got that one. Two out of three. You don't, you don't bank on some there. of the. Uh, I mean, I, I practice on pineapples. I practice on. I mean, on this two, sounds stupid as shit. Right. Fruit Ninja. Cut completely <laughs> yeah. All three ice blocks in order. Jesus. Yeah. So those are all. Two strikes and he's through the first each. one. Oh, one wow. strike through the second. Uh oh, one penalty because he's not going yeah, in order. I didn't go in order. Moving on to lifeline. Sudden death elimination. If he does not go through that chicken with one strike, he's going home. Nice. Boom, right Dang. through. Beautiful slice right through the Look at that chicken. face, too. Now he moves on to the tube. Right through the tubing. Next up is the fish. Let's see the line of attack. That nice. beautiful stroke. Great follow through. Yeah, you gotta go for Look the, the spine angles, first, otherwise That is a practitioner in Filipino martial arts. It's all about hitting angles. Next up, blood. kill shot. <laughs> you must fully splice through all six ratchet straps within three swings. Oh, shit. He only yeah, has 13 tough. inches of cutting edge here to get through all the ratchet straps. He needs to pick his angles right. Okay, here we go. That's not a good start. Oh, now he's got one strike to get through four straps. Whoa. Joel Rice taken down by kill shot. Ratchet he was ass unable straps. to cut all of the snaps <laughs> with three strikes. Uh, th that, that part was tricky. We take a look at that. They, knife there's so much again. bounce, though. You really made what's a smaller blade perform like a much bigger blade because you're treating this longer handle as a multiple position grip. Right completely changes the weight and the balance and the power so you could choose whatever blade you wanted deliver. to bring no, still not necessarily you so you had to come with a you had to come with a custom blade fast enough. That's um well keep hoping so mine was made by a guy in uh british columbia so you didn't make it no no so that, that well, that's again like that, that's that's a misconception too like i and i get that all the time you still making knives like i wish like no i just swing them right um, and that's through the uh, the Filipino martial arts that I've that I've done, the uh, the Kali Eskrima. Um Here we go, nerd nerd level. But yeah, it's a it's an edge based uh, like system. So knife uh, knife based. Um, we also use a lot of stick, but everything is adaptable to empty hand. Mm -hmm. So it's it's a standing art uh, with striking and kicking. It's also a grappling art, uh, but. I got into it when I was living in Atlanta, growing up in Atlanta. I did a couple of years. Then 
I've done it for about, at that point, I'd done it for about four years uh, with uh, at, through the Casper Dojo. So Ken Knight, big shout out to Ken Knight at Casper Dojo. Um, he's taught me the best, Kali Eskrima. And he ca- called me one day and said, hey, would you want to be on a knife obstacle course? Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, like, that's terrifying, but hell yeah. Like, absolutely, I want to, like, like yes, right now. No clue what, what it would uh, bring from there, but series of interviews with the History Channel. The whole thing was that the guy in Canada uh, had, well, he was not able to be on the show because he's not an American citizen. Mm. Um, but he, he was also a prof- professional knife uh, maker uh, and a, and a professional professional uh, knife thrower. So he had a great blade uh, designed, and he called Ken because of a video that we had done together on Instagram. And uh, Ken couldn't do it. His shoulder was fucked up from a bad throw. So he gives me, he's like, I got a student that could do it. He gives me a call. He's like, hey, would you want to be on a history channel? Absolutely, I would. Like, come on. Right. So from there, we did a series of video interviews and questionnaires, things like that. Didn't hear back for from for a couple of months, and I said at least I you know gave it my shot. Did like a training montage, kind of you saw some of it on on the video. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody wants a everybody wants a montage. Like come on, <laughs> right. like and I got one. Nice. So let's see the second episode. Do you remember? What is that episode that it? Is that all that that was on this episode or the? Um, actually, no. I'm trying to kind of skip through, but then oh. Uh, Trying yeah, to so skip if you through, just but go uh, towards the be- in the, the end there, yeah, you'll get to dead run. It just has like all these ads. It doesn't let I me do the ad yeah. blocker or whatever. But so this was the uh, my the the blade I used on the show was is is in storage right now. But this is the uh, the prototype for it. Oh, nice couple different things and you'd see on the show the serrations are different because they did they didn't allow serrations on the show they called oh, me about okay. a a week or two before I was gonna fly out and said tell us about the blade I said yeah it's got you know 23 inches long it's got serrations here they said oh we can't have any serrations so I called Jeremy the guy Jeremy Bientema who who made it and uh he's like well shit I was about to like, you know, grind it out tonight. Thanks for letting uh, me. Like, I'm like, yeah, I bet. So what you see on the show is this sans serrations, right? Nice. And uh But actually, I don't know. I like this one a lot. Uh, a lot better than the It's it's the a lot one. lighter. This is what I use for training more so. Um but yeah, obviously I'm gonna have a big connection to the, the blade I use on the show, the knife I, I use used on the show. Mm-hmm. But that one is a uh, not many people get to see that one. It's cool. It's so it you had this nice. one and then the actual one that they used on yeah. the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was gracious. He said, I'm, "I'll let you keep both." You know, nice. he sold them later for like eight hundred bucks a piece. Oh, and wow. so, well, it's it's too bad that we we couldn't get a little demonstration. But I feel like we made him <laughs> drink a little too much. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we can gamble. <laughs> hey, if you if you're confident, you fucking go for it and show this me. This is what I do, bro. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Close that door and then uh, let's let's see what you got. 
This is awesome. Nice. That's great, yeah. That's crazy. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. And just for anybody, he was on uh, this uh, history channel for uh, knife wielding. And they go through this big course. And he did excellent. <laughs> right. I like I watched that. That also took endurance. Yeah. Yeah. So here's that dead run that he was talking about earlier. The test of speed, timing, accuracy, and precision. Remember, in dead run, the clock never stops. For every challenge, not is this him again? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. We have two guy. traditional martial artists going head to head, different styles, different approaches. Let's see if they have similar runs. Joel Rice takes on Dead Run. He's he has the on his side. around the same. Wasting too much energy. It's not yeah. the same blade, but it's the same one. In the ring of fire right now. Train in Kali martial arts. He should be able to be proficient at moving targets. Okay, here he goes. Stepping up the chopper. We have two mats. We have two pieces of wood. He's got to cut through. So here you gotta stay inside the uh, that yellow line. Mm -hmm. There's so many rules that like powerful. Good strike, he's almost there. there. He has proficient this is body second season. That he does. Oh, he missed okay. right there. Missed yeah, there. it's swinging, dude. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's moving. moving. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. you got to stay in the circle. He has to stay in the mat. circle. Look at his footwork. He's moving as the target is moving. Not so overly himself. Beautiful. Went right to the mat. Now he moves on the wood again. It's Tommy mat. So everything is meant to destroy your blade. Oh, I Right. He's wasting much energy. How did how did both your blades hold up during that? I I, I just used this one. Yeah. Um, they hit the, the other one he just yeah, had. Yeah, that was his oh, that was the same yeah, one. Yeah. Missed it. Okay, 0 for two. He's got to figure out a way to get this done. One for three. Two for four. Yeah. All this is just like adapting. Boom. You don't get to practice any of this before. Nice. Look at the size of that blade. Perfect blade for this apparatus. Got that one. And he's thinking on his feet. He's doing a great wow. job. What a terrific showing at Ball Buster. Only two penalties. Moving on to flying target. It's interesting. The people the on Facebook Live can't hear this. <laughs> yeah, for sure. A swinging piece of meat. Meat must be cut so that one half lands on the grill behind the competitor. Toasty on the grill. Oh, just missed on the first one. A little bit too late. He needs to adjust. Yeah, cut the rope, and then a brisket flies at you. Nice. nice. Got to land it on the grill. That's one. fucking difficult. Yeah. I mean, it's all silly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nope. Missed the grill. You don't want to cut too low. Like, okay. <laughs> like, but I cut it. It just didn't land right there. Needs to cut each piece of fruit as it drops. And so here you got... There's your fruit, fruit ninja. Water. Yeah, yeah. yeah watermelon's dropping... One. Two for two. He needs to move with speed. Three for three. Great job. Were you nervous? I think more so just. Precision here. This is right me. This is me. This is me. Like, there's no room for nerves. Right. Perfect right now. He is perfect. It's got to be in the zone. Yeah. Great job. Yes. Do or do not, right? There right. is a try. Like, some of those are small, too. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. Uh, every other one was a, was a tiny one. It's just like a four, yeah, it's a 400 pound block of ice. 
There's your artisan ice right there. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, I got it in two. Yeah, that's a thick piece of ice. Two slices. Good job. I'm trying not to run through this because that's one of those rules that you can't do. Oh, they don't let you run? You cannot run. They, they want, they like they want to see all the action. Well, they treat it like a, like a live range. Oh, okay. So they say, course is hot, course is hot, course is hot. That's not all the way through. That's a penalty. I mean... Yeah. Another penalty displayed is 13 inches. Not a lot As they have powder inch. burst into your fucking eyes. Yeah, that's the whole point. I mean, honestly, yeah. like, if I asked my buddy, like, can you make it any larger, larger than that? It's 23 inches overall. And he's like, that's all the all the uh, ADCRV2 steel that I have. Damn. So. Hope his time was fast enough to make up for all those penalties. I love this kid. I like his spirit. I love his I mindset. love you too. Accuracy <laughs> here. That was almost flawless. But let's see what he got in penalties. Joe had. Right now they're taking a look at his penalties. penalties. There, he got so he got well, six penalties. Penalties, but a very fast one. Next up, facing dead run, little Bobby. Two hands. Can't. Fuck Bobby. Two hands. <laughs> 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 All right. Skip to the last section. It's probably gonna be a while because of the ads and stuff. But no, it was a crazy experience. Uh, there's a lot that goes into into a production that you don't recognize, mm-hmm. like watching a show. Um, I guarantee there had to be. A, have been at least 60 crew members there like Mm -hmm. just doing different things and like resetting the the shots every time resetting um the stage every time not to mention like they were shooting all of the episodes of this season consecutively right no it's all back to back yeah so they're doing this all day every day It's going to come down to time. Bobby had seven penalties. That's going to hurt. I have absolutely no idea who's going to win this one. It was tight. What's this show called again? Forged and Fire? Knife or or Death. Knife or Death? Yeah, Forged and Fire, Knife or Death. was four minutes and 43 seconds. Good job. Thank you. That was a fast run. That's a good time. Bobby's time with penalties was... You've tested, we've tested your blade, and it will cut. <laughs> or is, is, uh, it sliced real nice through the meat, it will kill. <laughs> you know that guy? Have you met him? I have. Oh, yeah, he was at Blade Show this past year. So Blade Show is like the biggest like knife convention in the country. Uh, again... Nerd alert. Right. But uh, they have two of them. One here I don't think it's nerdy, right? Like, I don't feel like nerd. You can't just. Disc- okay, so what was someone to say about video games these days? Are they still nerds? I, I don't think so. I mean, are like, they still nerds? Are gamers still nerds? Because I don't think they are. I think it's who you I, 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 I think yeah. I think because games have become so mainstream. So mainstream, yeah. And now there's competitions. They're talking about doing Olympics for it and streaming and making tons of money off of it. It's no longer became like a nerd thing. Right. Like, what about like martial arts though? Like, well, I think. Uh, You like karate? 
<laughs> no, and I think that's no. A, I like Kali Eskrima. Isn't that karate? I think like, that <laughs> I think that's that's one of those things though. Is that when if the world continues to go the way that it does, if you don't know any kind of self defense, yeah, you're fucked. You're yeah, like, jujitsu again, jujitsu. Right, and so that's what I'm saying. Like that's it won't be a nerd thing anymore, right? So. I don't know, man. Like, I don't think this is nerd shit. I think this is just shit that, like, is very, like, old time. Like, yeah, that's that that, that there's not really a lot of appreciation for it because it's so old. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. But, but, like, once it grows, if this grew and this was, like, a huge thing to do and da-da-da-da, no one's going to think you're a nerd. Well, yeah, every, everybody's like, you know, I carry all day, every day, 24-7. I get it. But what happens when there's no bullets? Yeah. Right? Like, you can make your own for a while, maybe, if you can do that. Well, yeah, just but, watch The Walking Dead. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean... Have you read the zombie apocalypse book? I've not. I feel like you're the perfect person to read. Per to my, read. Uh, my line of work. Like, I feel nice. like you're the perfect person to read that book. I would just die instantly. You do know that... <laughs> Shut the <laughs> fuck up, Serge. <laughs> There'd be no Cardio point. double tap. Like, yeah. <laughs> he, he won't, he I won't just even be like, try. Just he kill just me. roll over. Yeah, just then I'm going to have to fucking kill your zombie ass. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> That's fine. No, so like, there's uh, no point in even being alive. You know, we this. can we can podcast as well. So when you leave, we can podcast again, and we just have you over the phone. Yeah, and it's still podcast. Hell yeah, yeah. I'd so, love that. Yeah, yeah. So I I do want to do a challenge to you though. I want you to read the zombie apocalypse book. Okay. How to survive a zombie apocalypse. So we have a book club now. Hey, <laughs> this awesome. this is the book club. Yeah. Nerd alert! Nerd alert! <laughs> is the nerd alert? Yeah. Well, even I pod, think it's a small book from what I, from what I know, but it's I don't feel like it's very long. I'll get know. the audio book. There you go. Yeah, that's a perfect. Are you? I driving think you down? actually need yeah. the actual physical book because I think it tells you how to make stuff. Oh, it probably has diagrams yeah, yeah. and shit. I, I don't give a fuck. There's got to be. There's an audio book for everything. I'm just saying, if you, it'd be better have the actual physical so you could make contraptions if you need to. I feel yeah. like he would know. Well, I need. I need. Well, you build shit? You can you build shit? I can build. Are you some handy? Shit. I can build kits. Like at this point, I'm like at the kit level. Like a survival like, kit. Yeah, I'm just like I need this, 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 and this. Right. And uh, yeah, hmm. but if I learn how to make traps and whatever, like that's different. Mm. Well, fuck. Yeah, I know. Story of my life. Well, all right, man. I think. Unless you got anything else you want to say, I think. No, nah, man, this has been a blast. I just appreciate y'all let me on. Yeah, yeah no, dude, yeah, it was a good time. It dude, was good to do it. it. It's been a long time since we've been back on. We so need to it keep doing. I think this was a, a great podcast. That to, was good to kind of ignite the fire and sort of <laughs> get into it, man. Oh no, man, I've been like, busy with work and I. Yeah, but yeah, this we need to get back on it. My thing is, you've got to, or I, I again, I have to. It's all about like introspection, right? Mm-hmm. Shit happens. Um, you can grow from it, or or just slow from it. Like that. That really is. You can let shit get in your way, or mm-hmm. you can uh, let shit propel you. Um, again, I I love these motivational uh, cats like Mario Harrison and uh, Jason Wilson, um, Staff Sergeant Vincent, that are just uh, introducing these these uh, principles that you can come back from whatever it is that you think is, is your downfall. Right. Or, and you can, you can grow and, and make yourself better, but it, you are the only one that can do that. Right. Now I will say, yeah, uh, Shane or Sergeant Vincent, 
he uh, he definitely has a great story. Yeah, I think yeah. I was telling Sergio before yeah. that I uh, actually and, interviewed with him. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was looking to go in actually Air Force, and then a uh, Air Force dude wasn't there, and so I uh, I went and talked to uh, to Shane and dude, and solid Sh- dude, and and Shane knows his shit, man. Yeah, and and I think. I think his sales promotion on the army is is pretty solid, and uh, he's he's definitely a no nonsense dude when it comes to you know going into the Marines. And yeah. I think that was one of the really great things about him kind of telling his story. You know, mm-hmm. is because people that think that they have nothing to you know to n- do nothing to do and they're not going to go anywhere. They can't decide what they want to do, and it's like, mm-hmm. hey, and he, man, he did the you, hardest job you could come in, in the army. Yeah. yeah. Well, so he's actually uh, he actually fights for people to like try to get in, right? Stuff like that, well, so. and, and he's also the only person ever to guard the tomb for twenty four hours straight. Really? And oh, he, really? And he did it twice. Yeah, once during a, I believe, a hurricane, and I don't remember the other one. I've seen that video. That. I didn't realize it was him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they all kind of look the same. Have you Have you been to the tomb? <laughs> no, I haven't. I have. I've never been to Washington. It's, it's unreal. Or I Washington, D.C. I will never forget it. Like mm-hmm. I want to. Uh, it's obviously a bucket list thing. I think now with the kids, like it's something that I would like to take them to see. Um, but yeah, no, I I think you know it would be great to have Shane on again and just kind of you know tell more stories because there's another thing about Shane and he's fucking great at you know he has a lot of stories <laughs> jabbing his flapper <laughs> yeah and uh, he's also an entertaining person yeah. as well so. Yeah, it would be great to have him on. Mario Harris as well. I mean, that that was kind of why we did those podcasts because right. it's always great to have, like, you know, people on there to kind of share their story and yeah. where they came from and where they are at now. And I think that was kind of, like, our go into everything is, like, uh, like having different people on and explaining what they do and, like, what, what led them to do that. And then, like, you know, we have a couple goofy ones on there that are, yeah. you know... One that we got in trouble for. <laughs> yeah. But but other than that, like we have positive vibes here and like, you know, we, we definitely want to be a part of the community and, and share with uh, whatever we can share in other people's stories and be yeah. kind of that, that platform for everyone. So mm-hmm. it's exciting for the brewery to open. It's been a dream of mine for a long time. And I think even with the brewery and then like expanding the podcast, it would definitely um, it will definitely right. happen, or at least I hope it it happens. Again, you know, chasing them unicorns, but <laughs> get them. Sure. So get them. All right, no, nah, but thank you for letting us share our stories. That's that's a huge part. Yeah, thank man, you. I appreciate yeah. it's, it's that really is a it's an outlet for us all, and um, yeah, connectivity, man. It's a lot. Yeah, for sure. No, it was great having you. So. Yeah, dude, good having you. Cheers, Cheers. buddy. Salute, guys. Yeah. Thank you. All All right, guys. Well, we are out. That's a wrap. Peace. Peace.